Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show, a comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Smithville High School in Smithville, Ohio, where tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com, we've got a special presentation of Wayne County Athletic League football for you as the Waynedale Golden Bears, 1-7 on the year, 1-4 in the conference, take on the Smithville Smithies, who are looking for a playoff berth. They're 5-3 and three overall and 2-3 and three in the Wayne County Athletic League. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Tim Ebert, and Tim, welcome back after a week off from following... Brianna Potts down to Columbus. That had to be an exciting thing to do oh, last it week. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience probably, Dave. It was uh, tremendous, and uh, she uh, did not only uh, herself, her family, but also the school very proud. She did an awesome job there over the last three days down there. Absolutely. She had a good time, finished well. And, but now the pressure is all on you, Tim, because if the Bears lose tonight, you're not allowed to come back and do the Norway game yeah, with me next week. Yeah, I had a little... Uh, Mixed feelings about coming back. The one, the one game I missed, and they and they win. So uh, I did. I, I I really was battling whether I uh, should just stay away tonight and see what happens. <laughs> well, you've got a team now for the first time this year that is coming in off of a win. The Bears defeated Rittman last week, 39 to 33, and Logan Stanley was the big ball carrier for the Bears last week. We've been waiting for him to explode, and he did it last week with 38 carries. 265 yards. Yeah, they really, really, really uh, uh, rode his back, so to speak. Uh, 38 carries. I can't really remember the last time we had a running back uh, toted that many times in one ball game. Yeah, he was just outstanding for the Bears, but they had good blocking at the point of attack. They did a fine job on the offensive line. They moved Red Hofaker to a fullback position, played him in between wing and fullback, and that seemed to help out the offensive line last week against the Rittman Indians. They won it last week 39-33. 39-33. Smithville coming in off of a close game also over Dalton, 28-21. The Smithies went 65 yards for the winning touchdown with a minute and a half left to go in that football game. And it was Jason Newland who had 20 carries, 74 yards, that scored the winning points. And tonight, Tim, when you look out there at that field here at Smithville, to say that it's a quagmire would actually be a compliment. Uh, we, uh, I had an opportunity to talk to several assistant coaches, and they... They said they're, they're sinking up to ankle deep in spots out there. So uh, uh, it's certainly going to be a muddy track out there tonight. It is. And I doubt if either team is going to put the ball up more than 10 times. You know, Smithville, they're constantly, even when you, you go back to the days of Keith Schrock, they're, they're just going to run the football. They run that wing T formation. They're going to run the ball. Waynedale, up until last week, they were kind of a balanced team of run and pass. But last week they ran primarily the football because... Quarterback Derek Reaver had the shoulder injury, but he's healthy. But still, when the, you look out at the field conditions tonight, I don't think it's conducive to throwing the football. No, it certainly isn't. And, uh, Dave, we haven't even mentioned the wind yet. We've got uh, probably 10, 15, 20-mile-an-hour wind out there. Very cold. Uh, I would be shocked if either team combined for more than about 10 pass attempts this evening. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the kicking game, not only with the punt game, but the extra points and the field goals tonight. I don't think either team's going to go for a field goal, but the extra points, they may just decide to go for two. Uh, that might be the safest plan. Um, uh, Pittsburgh seems to use that quite a bit <laughs> in the NFL, and certainly, as you said, Dave, uh, we've watched some of the kickers warming up, and uh, 
spotty at best as far as success goes. So I would not be surprised if we see a lot of two-point conversions this evening. Well, Smithville needs a win tonight to stay in playoff contention. We'll talk about the regional setup coming up a little bit later on in our pregame show. This is the 59th meeting all-time between these two ball clubs. Last year, Waynedale defeated Smithville over in Apple Creek 45-12. to It was the final game of the year last year and the Bears had the game sealed up at halftime they led it 38 to nothing and it was a running clock something we've been familiar with this year with Waynedale a running clock in the second half last year of the game all time Waynedale's won 29 times Smithville 28 and they have tied once so it's just about as even as you can get we're going to take a look at what's going to happen in volleyball action this week for the Lady Bears we'll hit the conference schedule for this week and all three conferences around the area. Talk with head coach Matt Zerker and preview the Smithies. We'll do all that when Tim and I return on our PNC Bank pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, Member FDIC, PNC Bank. Tim talked about the wind. It is blowing from the home side of the field to the visitor's side, and the flag is standing erect now along the pole here this evening. But, Tim, I'll tell you what, it is not conducive to anything other but running tonight. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'd be very shocked if any team just uh, attempted a pass here or there just to keep defenses honest. Uh, most of the game is going to be probably focused around the running game. And it's definitely a late-arriving crowd tonight. The, the Waynedale fans and the Smithville fans are taking their time coming into the stands here this evening because of the weather conditions. We talked in the second or third week of the year, Tim, how we would love to bottle up the weather that we had then, bring it to, to the ninth or tenth week of the year. Well, here we are, week nine. And I wish we had some of that 80 degree weather. Oh, it, it uh, with with the wind and the and the dampness, it, it's it's pretty bitter out there tonight. Well, in volleyball action this week, the Waynedale Golden Bears continued on in the sectional tournament. They're 18 and five now. They beat Tuslaw Wednesday night in the D3 sectional semifinal here at Smithville. Sammy Ice had another monster outing for the Golden Bears. She recorded 28 kills, 17 digs, while Amy St. John dished out 23 assists. Jade Mass led the defense with 22 digs. Now, the Bears are going to be playing Triway Tuesday at 6 p.m. at Smithville. And right beside us is the head coach of the Triway Titan volleyball team, John Finn, who's doing the game for MCTV tonight. Talked to him a little bit about the game earlier, and he, he's a little worried about Waynedale, as Waynedale should be worried about Triway because they're playing some good volleyball right now. Yeah, that should be a pretty uh, close match. Um, neighborhood rivals, so uh, I'd expect a good crowd. Cross-country teams are underway tomorrow. The girls will be at the Division Three Malone University run, and the boys will be at the Division Two Malone University 
run. In college football tomorrow around the area, Worcester is a Wabash of 130. Ashland, 6-1 and one on the year, will be playing at Kentucky Wesleyan. And Ohio State, 6-0, and oh, will be at Penn State tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on ABC. And at halftime, we'll be talking about that game and previewing it here on our halftime show tonight. Last week around the WCAL, it was Norway defeating Northwestern 30-6. to Hillsdale took Chippewa 14-3, and Smithville, as we said, got by Dalton by 7. So the Wayne County Athletic League standings heading into tonight have the Norwayne Bobcats on top at 5-0. and They've got destiny in their own hands. Northwestern is at 4-1. and Then comes Dalton, Hillsdale. They're each at 3-2. and Chippewa and Smithville are at 2-3. and Waynedale jumped out of the basement last week with their victory over Rittman. They're 1-4, and and Rittman is at the bottom, winless at 0-5. In the pack, Triway defeated CVCA by 21. It was Fairless over Orville by 20. Tuslaw defeated Tusky Valley 14-12. So in the pack, Manchester leads it with a 5-0 mark. Then comes Triway, Indian Valley, Tuslaw, and Fairless, each at 3-2. and Orville is at 2-3. and Then comes Tusky Valley 1-4. CVCA is winless at 0-5. And in the OCC, it will be Lexington over West Holmes last week, 48-13. to Matter of fact, 13 points is the most points in the OCC scored against the Minutemen this year in any one ball game. Worcester defeated Senior 35-21, and it was Ashland over Clearfork 23-14. And that OCC is quite a jumble. Lexington's on top of it at 5-0. But then you've got Senior and Ashland at 3-1. Worcester at Three and two. Then comes West Holmes at one and three. Clear Fork one and four, and Madison zero oh and five because they've got that off week in the OCC this year because they're they're losing two teams and only gaining one this year. So that's that's a, a big problem there for the OCC tonight in the Wayne County Athletic League. Chippewa is at Northwestern. Dalton goes to Hillsdale, and Norwayne will be at Ritman. In the pack, it's Triway at Indian Valley. Tusky Valley goes to Orville. Manchester at Tuslaw. In the OCC, it's Worcester at West Holmes. Ashland will be at Madison. Clear Fork in Mount Vernon. And Lexington will be at Senior. And independently, Loudonville will host Crestline. So when you look at the regional tournament, the playoffs, and the rankings so far this week, Tim, what you've got is in Division 5, Region 18, Norway is on top of it. They're the number one team. Then comes Eastwood at number two. Northwestern, three. Edison 4, Columbus Academy 5, Swanton 6, Marion Pleasant 7, and Chippewa is 8. So Chippewa with a really big game tonight against Northwestern. They need a win. Northwestern needs a win because they want to stay in the top four to host a game. Yeah, um, if you're not Norway, the rest of the Wayne County League teams are really just playing for the playoffs, Dave. Uh, Norway's got uh, Rittman and then us to close out the season. And it doesn't really look like they're going to stub their toes and lose. And so it's vital for teams like... Uh, Doylestown and uh, uh, Smithville, especially, to get their wins uh, since uh, playoff berths are, are hanging in the balance there. Now, in Region 21, Division 6, Kirtland leads it. Seems like every year they lead that region. Then comes Springfield at number two, Cuyahoga Heights three, St. Thomas Aquinas at four, David Anderson five, Columbia Station Columbia at six, Hillsdale is at number seven, Columbiana at number eight. Now, here's why this game is so important tonight and the game over in Dalton is so important this area, in Hillsdale is so important because Smithville and Dalton are tied for the ninth spot. So Smithville needs a win here tonight to get in. Dalton needs a win 
at home against Hillsdale tonight to get in, to head into next week with an opportunity to play in. So all these games, the further on you get into the league and into the end of the year, the more important they become. And we, and we talked about it, Dave. Uh, you know, it was great Wayne Dale got a win last week, but uh, that's not going to give uh, Smithville too many points. And if Dalton can pull the upset tonight, they will get uh, quite a few points from Hillsdale. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, everybody in the Wayne County League probably tonight is rooting for Waynedale because a win over Smithville tonight adds to the points that they received when they beat Waynedale right. earlier. Right, if Waynedale can sp- pull the upset tonight, they get a lot of points from Smithville, and then every team that has beaten Waynedale gets to jump in on those points. Now, here's a look at the games next week in the Wayne County League. Rittman is at Chippewa next week. Northwestern will be at Dalton. Hillsdale at Smithville, and, of course, the Bears will entertain Norway. So that's a look at the final two weeks of the high school football season as far as the Wayne County Athletic League is concerned. We're about 17 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game from Smithville. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. We'll take a look at the Smithville Smithies and talk with head coach Matt Zerker about tonight's ball game. We'll do all that when we come back right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back here tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as the Bears are getting set to take on the Smithville Smithies. The Smithies entered the game with a record of five and three. They're two and three in the Wayne County Athletic League, three and one at home. They're two and two on the road under head coach Brent Bazanson in his fifth year. Last week's loss, or I should say win, gave him a career record of 25 and 25. They won a game this year 72 to nothing over North. Do you know how hard it is when you're a running attack to put up 72 points in a ball game? I don't think Woody Hayes ever did it as head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, Urban Meyer has, but they throw a lot more. Well, I would imagine there was a lot of long runs uh, associated with that. That would be, I mean, you if they have those long... Uh, time-consuming drives like they put up against Dalton last week. Uh, you don't even have time to score 72 points. The only loss that they've had here at home was two weeks ago to Chippewa. They lost in overtime by three, 23-20. They won their first three games of the year, but now they've lost three of their last five. Justin Fath, who is a six-foot, 180-pound senior, is a three-year starter at quarterback for them. He's hit on 51% of his passes this year for six touchdowns, three interceptions, 617 yards. But he's coming off of an Achilles heel injury that he suffered back in February. So he doesn't run the ball as much as he would have had he not sustained that injury. So they rely upon Jason Newland, Gavin Brummage, and Trent Kaufman to anchor their running game. Well, and they run it, Dave. Let's let's just be real honest. Uh, 54 times last week for 231 yards. Um and, uh, you know, Dalton knew it. And, and, you know, what makes it even worse is, you know, they can take a lot of time off the clock doing it. And, you know, that just wears you down. It does. Newland, Jamie Newland, he, or Jason Newland, excuse me, he leads the team defensively in tackles with uh, almost 80 this year. He had 80 last year. They play that 4-4 base defense, but they have been susceptible to the pass like we've talked about. I don't think there's going to be much passing here tonight, though. 
And Smithville, by the way, is going to be shorthanded in the first half. They've had several players that will be sitting the first half of this game after violating team rules. So really, Tim, if you look at that, depending upon who it is, because they haven't told us who it is, but depending upon who it is, if the Bears can get off to a good start and be ahead by maybe a touchdown or two heading into the second half, things may not look too bad for them. Well, and you, you know, Dave, even though it's uh, miserable for fans to sit out in weather like this, weather frequently can be a great equalizer between teams. Uh, the field conditions are absolutely terrible. The wind is blowing. Um, that eliminates a lot of the game plan. Everybody knows it's going to be a running running uh, attack from both teams. And so, you know, the playing field really gets e- equalized when it's down to that. So you're right. You know, the Bears uh, have an opportunity here to uh, um, maybe uh, get up a, a score, and uh, especially with some of those players being out, who knows can happen. Smithville is averaging almost 33 points a game offensively, giving up just under 20 points defensively for a difference of 13 points a game. The Bears are coming in after their first victory of the year. It's a lot easier, as we talked with Matt Zerker, to practice on a week after a victory than it is after suffering the defeats that they've suffered this year. I, I, w- I would think so, Dave. Just uh, the whole mental outlook of at least getting that monkey off your back um, probably made just the whole week of practice a little bit uh, um better for for the kids. On the road, the Bears are 0-4 this year. Matt Zerker in his 11th year, 58 wins, 55 career defeats. So what will the Bears' game plan be tonight after the first seven games of the year? Primarily throwing the ball out of the spread and then last week going primarily with the run. Well, we talked with head coach Matt Zerker about that earlier this week. Matt, I guess this is an understatement, but I would say uh, pretty good to win a football game. Oh, I felt very, very good. I uh, definitely had a chance to recharge the batteries last weekend. I'm just very happy for the kids. Uh, those guys have been continuing to work hard. and you know, We've talked about that every week. We've seen improvement. Uh, I think we finally saw that out on the field last Friday night in the scoreboard. It makes practice, it makes everything, the game plan, the, the getting ready for the next game, a lot easier when you're coming off a victory, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. We talked about that Saturday morning after our film session and Obviously, there's still a lot of things that need to get better and we can continue to work on, but um, it's always fun to coach up and always fun to, you know, work on those after a victory rather than after a loss. So, uh, the kids had another good spirited week this week and, uh, hopefully take some steps again Friday. Why did the running game work so well last Friday night? Well, you know, we've, number one, I think it was only the second week all year that we had the same five starting up front. Um, you know, so those guys had a little continuity, which obviously helped and, um, you know, Logan got off to a pretty solid start and gained a lot of confidence. And, um, you know, I think we were more physical up front over the, the course of the game, and that really showed uh, through the four quarters. Derek Reber, a quarterback, even though he came in injured with the bruised collarbone, thought his decision-making process was pretty good throughout the entire game. Uh, we took care of the football, and that always starts with your quarterback. And, um you know, he did a great job in the, the read game, both on zone and counter, of making a lot of good reads. And um, obviously, Logan had a great night and ran hard. But um, six, eight times, Derek was able to pull the ball on some of those plays. And a couple of them were huge first downs and a couple more big touchdown plays. You know, Matt, the defense may not have played up to the requirements that you like. But at the end of the ball game, when Rittman had it, uh, they had to go 80 yards for a touchdown very very first play, you come up with the first sack and the biggest probably sack of the year. Absolutely. And, you know, 
you kind of said it there. We didn't play great defensively, but we came up with a couple big plays. One was a stop early in the game on fourth down where they're driving to score. We were able to keep them out of the end zone, which obviously, you know, kept seven points off the board. The pick six was huge in the second half there after we had taken the lead. Um, Cedric Chuck came up with a huge play right there and it's something that he had had a great week of practice and it carried over for him. And that's something obviously we've been, uh, really preaching with the kids is, you know, play how you practice and, uh, glad to see that carry over for him and gain some confidence. And, um, obviously at the end of the game there, Cole Geyser, who played extremely well last week all over the field, came up with a huge sack and really put them behind the eight ball there on that last drive. You know, now we turn our attention towards Smithville, but don't you wish you could bottle up that kind of performance and bring it into Friday night's game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just the energy and the excitement. Uh, you know, and we talked all year. So much of that's just confidence. And um, when you get off to a good start and you make some plays, uh, you know, the kids believe that they could compete out there. And obviously they showed that over 48 minutes. You know, Smithville is the same, aren't they, Matt? Just run, 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 and they'll only throw if they absolutely have to. Yeah, they don't change much over the years. You know, obviously the colors, the uniforms, uh, the tradition is all there. Uh, it's still the same. Um, some of the names change slightly. Uh, first names change, but uh, it is Smithville football through and through, and we get it buckled up, come ready to play. How do you defend against the wing tee? I mean, it's different than what a lot of teams in the Wayne County Athletic League are running now. It used to be the, the premier offense. Now it's kind of a unique offense, I would say, in the conference, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a lot like playing option teams. You have to be disciplined. You have to read your keys. And if you can do that, uh, you're going to put yourself in a great position to, you know, make a tackle or make a play. Uh, but with all the motion and different formations, if you're not reading the keys and you're looking at the big picture, um, you can get lost. So it's very important that we're disciplined. Uh, kids have had a good week of practice. Coaches did a good job with preparation of um, hopefully getting them locked into that. And now we just got to go out and execute on, you know, on game night. You know, Matt, if you stop the running game, I know, it, again, it's elementary, but if you stop the running game against Smithville, you've really got a good opportunity to win the game. Absolutely. You know, that's what they want to do. That's what they hang their hat on. Obviously, they had a hard, hard-fought victory with that last week. And, um, you know, and, Hearing about that, it was you know good old fashioned Smithville football. I think what they said, a 16 play drive, game winning drive, all on the ground, um, covered up, right up almost seven minutes, eight minutes of that fourth quarter. Um, you know, you got to win on first down, get them into that second and long, and make them think about possibly throwing, and obviously get them into those third, third and long situations. Yeah, the last question, Matt. Matt Zimmerly is going to be back on Friday night, but you had to go with freshmen and sophomores at the receiver core last week. Talk about how the, the trio of uh, Chase Murphy, Max Lemon, and Gage Gray played for you last Friday night? Oh, those guys did a good job. I mean, they did what they what we asked them to do. Um, you know, running the football, they had a lot more blocking responsibilities last week. Um, however, you know, I think Derek was 5 of 8 on the game for almost 100 yards, and every one of those yards was important. So, um, you know, Gage made a couple of really nice uh, catches. One was on a big third down play. Um, they blocked well for each other and they really executed. You know, you can't, can't simulate Friday night speed, can't simulate Friday night environment. And so those guys to get an opportunity to, to play and um, gain some experience will be invaluable as we move forward. Well, good luck tonight, Matt. We'll talk to you after. Thanks, Dave. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. 
know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, Member FDIC. PNC Bank. Dave Mitchell, Tim Eber, back at Smithville High School before tonight's ball game, and we are just about set to go for this one. We're about six minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game, and Tim, I'll tell you what, when you look at the keys for tonight's game for Smithville, they want to do one thing and one thing only. Well, in weather like this, and plus it's Smithville Day, they just want to run the ball. Um, I don't think they care whether it takes them one play or 20 plays. They want to keep possession of the ball. They want to wear the Bears down, and uh, not only physically but even mentally. If, if they can uh, just run, on, run it at us, even when we know they're going to do it, that's really the key for them. Uh, the other key, Dave, would just... And weather like this, I think it applies to both teams, is that whichever team uh, eliminates the most turnovers, uh, they're probably going to put themselves in a pretty good spot to win. And for the Bears, it's Logan Stanley. That is the big key for them tonight. If he's effective in the running game, the Bears will be effective here tonight, and they've got to stop the run of the Smithville Smithies. So it is Wayne Dale coming into tonight's game, 1-7, and 1-4 and four in the conference, Smithville 5-3. and three. They're 2-3 and three in the WCAL. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tim and I will be back with... The kickoff for tonight's game coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The game is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Schools around Ohio take their sports very seriously. A possible concussion is also something to take very seriously. It's the law of the land with the passage of Ohio House Bill 143. This is Randy Reinhart with a reminder that OHSAA member schools and all youth sports organizations must follow state law when a possible concussion has been sustained. Please remember that multiple concussions in a short amount of time can be fatal. For symptoms and the OHSAA's concussion policy, log on to OHSAA.org and click on Sports Medicine. It's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg. Murphy's Promotions. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Shop Brothers Farms. Miller Custom Exteriors. Troyer Signs. Dutch Quality Stone. Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, 
Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, and Troyer Roofing. Now let's go to the field for this Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. It is a miserable night for football. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Smithville High School, where tonight the Waynedale Golden Bears are one and seven on the year, one and four in the Wayne County Athletic League. Take on the Smithville Smithies, who are five and three overall, and they are two and three in conference play. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Tim Ebert. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tim, this is a field that is not fit for man nor beast, and tonight the Smithies and the Bears will be playing on it, and I imagine we've already had our first casualty, and that was the cheerleader's banner. Well, that banner lasted about uh, two, <laughs> mi- two seconds after they unfurled that. The wind just tore right through it. And, of course, that, that ended that. I'm, I'm surprised the cheerleaders even went out onto the field because, as you said, you were talking with uh, Dan Stutz before the ball game, and he said they're already ankle-deep in the mud. Yeah, it's, uh, there are a lot of bear spots out there, Dave, and we're, we're, we're pretty high up in, in a lot of standing water, not just damp, standing water out there. It is just a miserable night, as I said, to play a football game here this evening, but high school football is played in everything except for lightning, and hopefully we'll be able to stay away, away from that tonight. The Bears are coming in off of their win over Rittman last week, 39-33, to while the Smithies, they won over Dalton last Friday night by a score of 28-21. to Getting set to kick it off here for the Smithville Smithies is David Massaro. Massaro, a 5'10", 197-pound sophomore, and because the wind is such a hazard tonight. It looked like he was going to have somebody hold it for him, but now he will just set it up on the tee. Back set to return is Matt Zimmerly, who's back in the lineup tonight for the Waynedale Golden Bears after he missed last week's ball game. The Bears will be going from right to left across your computer screen for tonight's game. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Masaro kicks it off and it will be taken in off of a bounce by Zimmerly at his 15. Cuts it to the left side to the near side to the 20. 25 to the 30. He's trying to outrun a tackler from Smithville and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 31 yard line after a return of 16 yards and that's where the Bears will take over first and 10 at their own 31 yard line. Derek Reber will kick it off for tonight's game. A quarterback completing 43% of his passes. The sophomore 932 yards passing, two touchdowns, five interceptions. And Logan Stanley coming off that 265-yard performance will be lining up right behind him. Zimmerly starting at the receiver spot. He goes out slot right. Chup goes out wide right. Receiver's out on the left-hand side. Now Stanley, who set up in the slot. Reber dropped the football off of the snap, and he'll jump on it right back at the 25-yard line. So a five-yard loss, make it a six-yard loss for Derek Reber. And immediately, Tim, doesn't start out very well. Well, they were actually attempting to pass, Dave, but the ball was so wet, Derek cocked it back to throw it, and it slipped right out of his hands. So a loss of six back to the 25-yard line. Makes it second down and 16 yards to go. Now Reber still out. That's the bad thing about running out of the pistol or the shotgun. It's hard to snap the football. Triangle receivers out wide to the right. Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Snap goes to Reber. Stanley keeps it off left tackle across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. So he got 
the loss of yardage back plus five more, so a gain of 11 on the carry. Make it five, uh, 10 on the carry for Logan Stanley, I'm sorry, and it will bring up third down and six yards to go for the Bears from the 35. Dave, another thing we haven't mentioned tonight is just how often the Bears are out of the shotgun to see uh, Reber just handling that snap on whether that becomes a problem or not. That's what is going to be a big, big question mark for both teams tonight, although Smithville goes mainly under center. Triangle receivers out to the right-hand side. Out wide left is Zimmerly. Moving in motion to the far side is Stanley. Fake handoff. Reber's going to keep it off left tackle. He's going to be hit at the 37-yard line and dropped right there on the play by Smithville's Trent Kaufman. So a gain of just two yards on the carry for Reber. And it's fourth down and a long four yards to go, and the Bears will punt the football away. And I believe it's going to be Derek Reber punting the ball tonight. Gage Grave has been punting it for the last couple of weeks when Colton Purdy had to leave the game with his ACL injury two weeks ago. and He's out for the year. Now the Bears go with a spread offense. They sent all of the offensive linemen out wide, and now they come back in tight around the center. Snap, good snap. Reber gets the punt off. It's a good low line drive kick at the 40. It'll take a Waynedale bounce inside the 30, back to the 25. Picked up by the Smithville back across the 30, and he scampers up the right side to the 50, to the 40, trying to get a block, and he'll be cut down and brought down at the 33-yard line on the play after a 42-yard return. Boy, what a great return on the play by Smithville's Garrett Fetzer. Fetzer the junior. Dave, I'd like to tell you that we had a great tackle to bring him down, but I believe he just fell by hitting his own players. Boy, he can scamper too. So Smithville will start it. They've got the wing T formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Fath under center. Fath pitches it back off around the right-hand side. It goes to Brummage. Brummage is going to be hit at the line, but he struggles forward. Basically kicked Chuff right in the chest and kicked him out of the way, and he's run out of bounds at the 17-yard line. 17-yard gain on the play for Smithville's Gavin Brummage, and a first down on the play for Smithville. Brummage looked like he was going to try to hurdle the tackle, Dave, and uh, the Bear defender never went down, so he went right into him. And Smithville again. They run the quarterback, Faf, over to the sideline to get the play from the head coach, Brent Bazanson. In the backfield is Brummage. Now they send out receivers out wide on both sides. Faf hands it off right up the gut to Brummage. Brummage to the 10, to the 5, cuts it to the near side, and he scores on the touchdown. Boy, that was very, very easy. 17-yard touchdown run by Gavin Brummage, and Smithville is on top of it right away in two plays, and they lead it 6 to nothing. And now let's see how the kicking game will be affected here tonight or what the coaches will decide to do because of the wind patterns. Wind is gusting probably about 20 to 30 miles an hour from the near side to the far, and Smithville is going to go for two. They have got... Kaufman in the backfield with Brummage. Fath under center, out of the T formation. Fath looking over the Bears' defense, barking out the signs, pitches it out around the right-hand side to Kaufman. He bobbled the football. Fath comes over and picks it up. It doesn't matter. The two-point conversion is no good, and we have got an official timeout on the field. 9-10 to go in the first quarter. Your score from Smithville. It's the Smithies 6, Waynedale nothing. 
Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor, earning a reputation for honesty and integrity. They instill those two words into every job. Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services, specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value. At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first-class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long-term relationships, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330-695-3461. Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs, and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy-efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family-owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best. Troyer Roofing and Construction, 857-7865, or see their website, troyerroof.com. Well, the Smithies lead it now 6 to nothing after the two-point conversion failed, and they will kick it off. Seems like we did this just three minutes ago, and we actually did. It will be... Massaro kicking it off. It'll be taken in by Zimmerly at his 20. To the 25, cuts it to the far side to the 30. 35, runs it out to the 38-yard line where he's dropped and a flag comes in from the way back behind the play. Now, it's either got to be a block in the back or you would think a face mask, and we'll see what it is. And It's going to be a face mask against Smithville. 18-yard return by Matt Zimmerly. And so that penalty, first one of the night, face mask, will set the Bears up in good field position, first and ten. Zimmerly was brought down at the 38-yard line, and I believe it. Is that the personal foul, Tim, or was it just the incidental kind? Well, they're just now marking it off. Personal foul. Looks like a 15-yarder there. Yep, personal foul. First penalty of the ball game against either team. So that will set Waynedale up first and ten in Smithville territory at the 47-yard line. 9:03 to go in period number one. Bears send Max Lemon out wide to the left-hand side. Reber gets the snap, handoff to Stanley right up the middle across the 45, and down to the 40-yard line is where they'll knock him down at after a gain of seven yards on the carry. Logan has not lost any speed from last week's game against Ritman. That's the kind of plays that they were running out with regularity last week. Reber, handoff again, up the middle to Stanley. He's got the first down, down to the 35-yard line of Smithville after a gain of five. You know, Dave, something that can be easily overlooked is is not only is the football and the field wet, but over time the players themselves are going to be wet. You've got to have some sure tackling. And, you know, Smithville showed on that first drive that uh, you're not going to get a guy down by just a shirt tackle tonight. And we never talk about the ball boys for Waynedale or Smithville, but especially for Waynedale, the ball boys are very important tonight because they dry the football off in between each play. Stanley goes slot left. Chase Murphy is out wide left. Now Stanley comes back, sets up behind Reber. Now moves to the left-hand side of Reber. Ball in the far hash mark. Zimmerly is going to get a fake handoff. Reber's going to run it right up the middle. He'll be hit after a yard gain and fall forward for maybe another yard, but they'll mark him back to the 34-yard line for just a gain of one. That was a real nice job by the Smithville line there. Uh, all the movement was coming to our left, Dave, and uh, the Smithville line stayed at home on the right side and really gave Reber no, no place to go on that. Reber came into tonight's game averaging 4.2 yards per carry. Stanley, 4.3. 
Second down, nine yards to go from the Smithville 34. Reber slaps his hands. Hand off up the middle to Stanley, and he'll pick up a yard again. And now Smithville, as have a lot of teams this year, Tim, they're bringing up the safeties and playing nine men in the box. Well, and as we mentioned, the, the weather uh, takes the element of the pass even further away, so uh, um, why not? Temperature underneath 50. It's about 45 degrees here tonight. 7.18 to go in period number one. 6 nothing. Smithville on top of it. Chuff goes out wide to the right-hand side, which is the Waynedale bench side. And on the left-hand side is Zimmerly, along with Stanley. Stanley lines up right behind Reber. Now Varner, Jerry Varner, moves back behind. And now Smithville is going to use a timeout. Brett Bizanson did not like what he saw defensively, so he takes the T.O. 6.56 to go in period number one. It's Smithville 6, Waynedale nothing. Okay, so this Nudable, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that, nice, right? Saute on medium high. Brown, ooh, browning, nicely. Now the broth, it's Asian-inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home, alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge, perfection. Find your place. Flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork be inspired. Since 1981, Troyer Signs has provided quality service to those in and out of the Wayndale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. Increase your visibility with a high-quality, professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Well, after the Smithville timeout, the Bears have a third down and call it a long eight yards to go, just a short nine. Reaver looking back at the official. He puts the ball in play. Reaver with trips out to the left. Now Varner moves behind Reaver on the left, Stanley on the right. Fake handoff, goes on the cross buck. Now Reaver's going to throw it out in the flat, complete to Varner. Varner's got the first down, cuts inside the 25 to the 20, and he'll be wrapped up and down at about the 19-yard line. But that was a well-designed play, Tim. Yes, it was, Dave. Uh, Smithville clearly surprised by that, that we would attempt to pass it all, and uh, Varner was wide open on the right-hand side. That's the first completion of the night on the first attempt by the Bears for 15 yards on the play. Varner, his second catch of the year, and the Bears pick up a first down via the pass, and the drive continues with 6.43 to go in this first quarter. Chup goes out wide to the right. Chase Murphy, wide left. Matt Zimmerly is slot left. Logan Stanley lines up behind Reber on the left-hand side. Bears with that spread formation. Reber moves over. Now moving in motion is Varner and the Bears' offensive line moved. Dave, and I'm surprised, Dave. It looked like a Smithville defender jumped into the zone that uh, caused us to move, but uh, the back judge here uh, called the legal procedure pretty quick. Well, now the officials are going to stand around the ball and talk about it. Not that this penalty was on Ty Straits, but it reminds me. I want to wish Jay Straits... Uh, well wishes here tonight. She had surgery on Tuesday. I don't know if they are at the game tonight, but still want to wish her well, and hopefully she's she's getting better. Ball's resting at the 20. The officials are going to talk everything over. I think one official saw what you saw, Tim, and the other officials, they 
popped in, and they're trying to decide what it is they're going to call. And it will be offsides against Smithville. Offsides against Smithville. I thought so, Dave. Uh, our, we did move, but uh, the, the Smithville defender was in that neutral zone, and I think that caused us to, to jump. So that will make first and five for the Bears down inside the 15, down near the 14-yard line. Snap goes to Reber. Right up the middle, it goes to Jarrett to Logan Stanley, and now a flag comes in from the back judge late. Stanley lost a yard, and it's going to be a personal foul face mask against Smithville again. And that's a personal foul, kind. That's the second they've had tonight, Tim, and their third penalty of this game. Well, Dave, one of our big concerns was uh, handling that uh, Smithville running attack, and maybe our best uh, our best defense against that is just to keep the offense on the field. This is a nice <laughs> long drive for the Bears. This has gone well, so that 15-yarder will move it half the distance to the goal line, down inside the 10, and it will be down to the 8-yard line is where they'll spot it. Reber moves Stanley in motion, low snap. Stanley gets the handoff right up the middle, and he's going to take it down to the six after a gain of two. That was a real nice job by Derek Hanlon, a real tough snap with a wet ball. Five carries tonight for Stanley, 30 yards. So he's on pace to do what he did last week. Gage Gray into the ball game now for the first time for the Bears. He goes out wide to the left. He had an excellent ball game last week with three catches. He's out wide to the left, Zimmerly slot left. He's just coming back this week with that right elbow injury. Logan Stanley, whose uniform is caked in mud, is slot left. Now Stanley will move in motion to the far side. And now the officials blow it, blow the whistle, and it will be illegal procedure against the Bears. Obviously the Smithy fans a little upset at the officiating here tonight, as you can hear. I I didn't see that one, but uh, the guy right below us evidently saw that right away. Well... I'm sure Ron Desiker would say, hey, come on out and help us officiate. He actually knew what in the world was going on out there. So the ball resting at the 11-yard line. First penalty of the night against the Bears. It's first, second and goal. Fake handoff to Reber. Now Reber throws it into the end zone. Tried to get it to Zimmerly. He overthrew him, and it goes out of bounds. Gage Gray was back there, too, trying to catch the pass, but it overflew both of them. And it will bring up third down and goal to go. Well, clearly, Dave, we're, we're in uh, four-down territory here. With the way uh, the weather is, uh, there's no way we would even think about kicking the ball. So the ball resting just outside the 10-yard line. 5.03 to go in the first quarter. Smithville leads it by a TD, 6 nothing. Moving in motion is Stanley. Fake handoff. Reber's going to keep it right off right tackle. Across the five, down to the three. And it will bring up fourth and goal from the three-yard line after a seven-yard gain for Derek Reber. Now that was a great, tough run by Derek. He uh, carried two Smithies with him the last three yards of that. Now let's see what Matt Zerker, Kevin Stacy, and the rest of the Bears coaching staff draws up. They're going to take a timeout. Probably a good move here by Matt Zerker. This is an important play. 4.42 left to go in this first quarter. We'll keep it right here. And Tim, fourth down, goal to go from the three-yard line. What do you draw up if you're Z? Big, big call well, here. Well, you know, Dave, around this area that we've uh, scored several times uh, with uh, Derek faking the handoff and keeping it himself. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if we go back to that play. We've run that several times um, right around this area this year. Well, you got to go with what brought you, and it, you would think 
it would either be Reber or Stanley that would get the football. But right now is when you've got to look at your offensive line straight in the eyes. I think it challenged them. We need three yards. Get it to us. Well, especially on a night like this, Dave, you you know the battle really is going to come down into the trenches. It's going to be offensive line versus defensive line. Um, they are in an area of the field that it appears uh, there's at least less standing water, so footing should be good. So it just really comes down to man-on-man down there. Yeah, you, may, you raise an interesting point there, Tim, because this end of the field just to the left of us, is the end of the field that looks like it's in the best shape. Boy, from the 40, about the 35-yard line, the 40, down here to the right of us, the field is just terrible to the goal line. So the Bears, after that T.O., will come back out onto the field, as will the Smithies' defense. Bears in their road white uniforms with gold pants, gold numerals, brown trim. Smithies in their all-green uniforms with white numerals. They're not white any longer. And the white helmets. Zimmerly comes out wide to the left. Keep an eye on him. Stanley right behind Reber. Ball in the far hash mark. Moves over to the right-hand side. Three receivers out wide. Reber is going to run the option. Pitches it back to Stanley. It goes awry. Stanley has to drop on it at the five. And the Bears will turn it over on downs. That play just never materialized. Now, neither Derek nor Stanley, even if he would have gotten the ball, would have had any room to get in. Smithville read that right out of the gate. 4.37 to go in the opening period of play. It's 6-0 Smithville, but Smithies have the ball backed up against their own goal line. They'll take it over first and 10 at the 5-yard line. Faf comes in with the play. It was two plays for the Smithville offense and a touchdown the first time they touched the football. And they have got Brummage and Kaufman. Behind Faf under center on the far hash mark at the 5. Turn around, handoff goes to Brummage. Brummage breaks it across the 10, spins out to the 12-yard line. And the Bears stacked him up and brought him down with Logan Stanley and tie straights there also. Seven-yard gain for Brummage. He almost broke that. Dave, this is the area of the field that you'd really like to see uh, the Bears take advantage of the weather, maybe get a turnover on a fumble. We've seen uh, uh, a quarterback lose the ball just on a pass. We've seen Smithville on their two-point conversion fumble the ball on a pitch. Um, this would be the prime area of the field that, that the Bears could really take advantage of a turnover here. Second and three. Ball at the 12-yard line in Smithville territory. They send receivers out wide on both sides. Kaufman lines up in the backfield with Brummage. Fake handoff. Now right, right up the middle it goes to Brummage. Brummage spins across the 15-yard line out to the 20. So a gain of eight yards on the carry and a first down for the Smithies. And Brummage has really taken the running reins here in this game and moved forward. Tim, you know, I said the drawback to not telling you who the players are that were suspended is that you have to look at the roster and see well, is he suspended? He's not playing. He's suspended. It's obvious right now that Newland was one of the guys that was suspended. Yeah, clearly. We have not heard his name all night long. T formation with Brummage and Kaufman in the backfield. Pitch out to Brummage around the right-hand side. He spins out and falls down at the 23-yard line after a gain of three. Nobody touched him. He just lost his footing. So that's a three-yard gain. Brummage now has got five carries, 52 yards here tonight unofficially. Brummage is a senior, 5'8", 175-pounder. Smithville starts nine seniors and two juniors. 
to an offense that averages 33 points a game. Trips out to the left-hand side. Kaufman is in the wing left. Hand off to Brummage right up the middle. Nice stop up the middle by the Bears. Asa Plant and Dylan Amstutz stopped him right at the 25-yard line after a gain of a yard, and it will bring up third down and a long five. Big down for the Bears, Dave. We've been talking all year long about how they have got to get off the field on third down. Um, in a game like this where uh, running is, is key, boy, it would be big for the Bears to uh, stop them here on third and get the ball back. Going out wide left to Shane. Davis goes out wide to the right. Brummage and Kaufman in a T formation behind Fath under center. Ball in the air, Harris Park. Pitch out comes to Brummage around the right-hand side. Across the 25, out to the 30. Fumble on the play. Bears are struggling for the football, and I think the Bears are going to recover the fumble. Let's see. And Brummage came up with it. Jared Geyser was right there, but the Bears could not come up with it, along with Red Hofaker, and Brummage got his own fumble back after a gain of six and a first down. Yeah, not only did the uh, Bears not be able to get on that ball, but Brummage was able to... Uh, Recover the ball with enough yardage for the first down. So after the gain of six, first down, ten yards to go for the Smithies from their own 31-yard line. 154 and running left to go here in period number one. Smithies lead at six-zip. Next week, the Bears are at home for Norway to wrap up the season. Fath under center. Turn around, hand off to Kaufman for the first time tonight. He's going to be hit at the 30 and dropped at the 31 on a nice play by Cole Geyser and Logan Stanley to bring him down after a yard gain. Kaufman actually had one other carry tonight, but that was on the two-point conversion, so you don't count that. Second down, nine yards to go. Dave, with each succeeding run, it seems like the, the Waynedale line and linebackers are getting closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. And the danger of that is that, boy, if you break that line of scrimmage, it's clear sailing after that. Brummage, single setback behind Fath. Kaufman, wing right. Fath, handoff to Brummage right up the middle, across the 40, and that's what you called. Geyser, Jared Geyser brought him down inside Waynedale territory at the 44-yard line. 24-yard run by Brummage. And it's another Smithy first down into Waynedale territory. Our second level is so close to the line of scrimmage, Dave, that if they get past the linebackers, it's like one-on-one -on -one against the lone defensive back that we have back there. So it is first down 10 for the Smithies at the Waynedale 44-yard line. But that was a great play by Jared Geyser from his right corner position. Fath under center, wing formation again. Now Kaufman moves in motion. He's going to get the handoff, brings it off right tackle, and he's going to be stopped at the 40, keeps his legs running, and the Bears are trying to stack him up and bring him down, and they do with Red Hofaker and Jarrett Varner right at the 40 after a three-yard game. Well, he just kept running and running and running, kept his feet moving, and the Bears finally brought him down at the 40 and will bring up second and seven. We're inching closer to the end of the first quarter. Five seconds to go, and that'll do it here at the end of one from Smithville on a miserable night for football. Your score at the end of one period of play. It's the Smithy six and Waynedale nothing. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Orville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. 
Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Orville, 330-684-1050, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Back at Smithville, a score here in the first quarter of play. It is Northwestern over Chippewa, 7 to nothing. Hillsdale beating Dalton six to nothing so far in the first quarter of play, and that is the amount of scores that we have for you. Well, now we've got Norway over Ritman, fourteen to nothing in the first quarter of that one. Here at six nothing Smithville, as we open up the second quarter, Fath on second and seven hands it off up the middle to Kaufman, and Kaufman struggles forward down to the Waynedale. 35-yard line, so a gain of about five on the play for Kaufman, and it brings up third and short, about a yard. Have to imagine this is also four-down territory for the Smithies, Dave, so uh, they got a couple downs to get about a yard and a half. End of the ball game, Garrett Fetzer. Fetzer, a junior, 5'8", 160-pounder. He comes in for Kaufman. Shane goes out wide to the left. On the right-hand side is Tommy Stewart. Fetzer in the backfield with Brummage, and you can almost guarantee Brummage, 24, is going to get the ball here on third and a yard. Handoff goes to Brummage. Brummage hurdles the offensive line and skips forward down to the 31-yard line after a gain of four and another Smithville first down. Brummage just doing an off great job of following his offensive line and his blocking, Tim. Well, and, and Dave, you know, I'm sure Smithville would love to score quickly, but you know what? They, they don't mind uh, hitting you with about a 15-play drive. It's four yards here, five yards there, six yards there. Uh, they're just fine running it, running it, and running it. Fath runs over to the sideline to get the play from Brent Bazanson, his fifth-year head coach. Now comes back out to the field, calls the play, comes up to the line out of the T formation with Brummage and Fetzer in the backfield. Pitch out comes to Brummage around the right-hand side, short side to the 25, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. He broke about six tackles on the way to the end zone and gave Smithville a 12 to nothing lead. 31-yard touchdown run for Brummage. And here with just 10.38 left to go in the first half of play, he's already over 100 yards rushing. Well, he's really fast, Dave, and strong. Like you said, he broke about three tackles, and then uh, he was off the races. There was no, nobody really close to catching him. And that is his second touchdown of the night. Trent Kaufman will come back in as Fetzer will leave, and Fath comes in with the two-point conversion play. They'll put it down at the three, and the Smithies will go for two again, leading at 12 nothing. 10-38 left to go in the first quarter. Bears have had problems stopping the Smithies, but they haven't had any problems moving the football yet. Shane comes out wide to the left-hand side. He's the one receiver you've got to look out for if you're the Bears on the Smithville side. Kaufman lines up wing left. 
Now he moves in motion. Handoff up the middle. Goes to Brummage. Brummage struggles forward. He's into the end zone for the two-point conversion. It is good. 10.38 left to go in the first half. Your score from Smithville. It's the Smithies 14, Waynedale nothing. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Hard work, honesty, genuine care. Traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton, Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, it's 14 nothing Chippewa, or I'm sorry, Smithville, here at Smithville. And, Tim, we talked a little bit. I said Chippewa because you said all the Smithies are doing is just chipping away. Yeah, they, like I said, Dave, uh, they take a long time, and eventually they get a, a bigger one. But you know what? If, if it takes them five minutes to go uh, 60 yards on 15 plays, they're fine with that. Varner will take in the kickoff from Massaro at the 26-yard line, out across the 30, right up the middle to the 36-yard line. So a return of 15 yards. Bears have done a good job of returning kickoffs tonight. They've had three of them. Zimmerly, one for 16, one for 18, and now Varner, one for 15 yards. And the Bears will start it off first and 10 from their own 36-yard line. And they're they're going toward the swamp, Dave, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if they cross the 50 uh what the uh, ball handling is like. So the ball at the 36-yard line. Going out wide to the left-hand side is Gage Gray. Right behind Logan Stanley has it on the handoff from Reber. Reber hands it off to Stanley right up the middle out to the 39-yard line. So a gain of three for Logan. It's 31 yards on the night on seven carries. Just got a text from Jimmy Miller. He didn't even bother coming to the game tonight. He's sitting at home on a warm sofa listening to us here tonight. Would that be the definition of a fair weather fan, Dave? <laughs> and he's going to Cancun next week. You're talking about fair weather. That's where he's going. Second down, seven yards to go. Fake handoff. Reaver's going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got Zimmerly. Jumps up, catches it in nor in Smithville territory at the 40, down inside the 40 to the 35, down to the 31-yard line. 30-yard completion on the play to Matt Zimmerle. Not a very pretty pass, Dave, but I think Smithville, each time that we have thrown the ball, has been kind of surprised that we are even attempting it. And uh, that thing seemed to hang up there for a long time, but Zimmerle came down with it. Yeah, the wind actually switched directions and was right into the face of Reber as he threw that ball. Stanley, with the, out of the spread, with Reber right in front of him, hand off to Logan, right up the middle, behind Dylan Amstutz, and... He'll take it out across near the 30-yard line for a gain of two yards on the carry. And it'll bring up second down, eight yards to go. 
The middle of the field here, Dave, is the spot that's got a lot of standing water. It'll be interesting to see if we try to get to the outside where there's at least some green grass to look at. Absolutely. Chup comes out to the right-hand side. Varner is slot right, trips out to the left-hand side. Logan Stanley in the slot. Now he moves in motion to the right-hand side, moves out to the right slot. And, boy, he slid just as he was getting set. Fake handoff to Logan. Reaver's going to throw it into the end zone to Zimmerly again. Ball tapped up in the air and intercepted by Smithville. At the 5, back to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. That interception is made by Garrett Fetzer. Cuts to the near side to the 30, 35, and he's going to be brought down on the play on a nice sliding tackle by Ben Farrar at the 38, 37-yard line of Waynedale. Mark, make it Smithville, excuse me. So the interception, we just got tipped up in the air, Tim, and Fetzer came down with it. Well, the, give the Smithies credit, Dave. They they had good coverage on that play. There was two uh, players surrounding the window receiver. We tried to fit the ball in there, got tipped, and uh, for for uh, for the Waynedale attacker, they, he might have gone the whole way. And there's going to be a block in the back called against Smithville. And let's see, that's going to mark them back. The flag is actually dropped at about the 20-yard line. So then they'll mark the block in the back, back to the 10. So that is where Smithville, boy, they could have had it set up at the 37, and it's going to take them all the way back, Tim, to the 10-yard line, first and 10 from their own 10. So that penalty, even though it was 10 yards, it actually cost them 27. It'd be big for the Bears here to get a, a fumble, Dave. The, the ball is very slippery, and uh, this is prime time for that. T formation again for the Smithies with Fath under center, first and ten from the ten. Handoff up the middle to Brummage. Brummage into Wayndale territory at the 30, 35. He's going to be raggled up by Chup and run out of bounds at the 49-yard line. 39-yard run by Brummage. Unbelievable. That was just, he just went right at it, Tim. I mean, he just cut it off right tackle and took it forward. Well, like I said, Dave, uh, we have one one defensive back in the backfield back there. Once he breaks the line of scrimmage, he was off to the race. There's no help back there. Smithville now six first downs on the night, and they have all been via the run. And that just eliminated the penalty that pinned them back to their own tent. Wing formation out of the wing tee. Kaufman on the right-hand side. Now he moves in motion to the left-hand side. Hand off to Brummage up the middle. Struggles forward after breaking the initial tackle attempt. And he's down inside Waynedale territory at the 45-yard line. And the Bears are going to take a timeout to get reorganized. 8.07 to go in the first half. It is now Smithville 14 Waynedale, nothing. Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzac is a full-service remodeler, adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one of a kind. Clayzac will design your project on their 3D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691, and check us out on Facebook or at Clayzac. Com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K dot com. 
Breakfast time is the best time at Deb's Den. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11, and Sundays, 9 to noon, start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Stop by Deb's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Working hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. And just a quick note, Deb's Den's breakfast is closed for the next couple of weeks, so don't go to Deb's Den tomorrow for breakfast. Dave, have you been there for breakfast? Yes, I have. I have not yet. Is it good? It is good. It is really good. Second down, five yards to go for the Smithies from the Waynedale 45-yard line. We need to get just near the 40 to pick up a first down. Again, out of the wing formation, the wing tee. Brummage, the single setback. They're going to throw it out into the pass, complete to Shane. Shane is going to put a move on Chuck, breaks it across the 30 into Waynedale territory, 25-20, down to the 15, and he'll be brought down at the 13-yard line. And again, the first completion of the night for 32 yards. I was wondering how long it was going to take them to attempt their first pass, Dave, and uh, um, very successful off that first pass. That's the first catch of the night on the first completion of the night on the first attempt of the night. And that's their first first down of the night via the pass. Shane, who just caught it, goes out wide to the left-hand side. Brummage, single setback with Kaufman, wing left on the ball in the near hash mark at the 13. First and 10. Kaufman moves in motion. Hand off to Brummage up the middle. Nice stop by Max Lemon. Boy, he came in from his linebacker spot and stood him up. And then Asa Plant brought him down after a gain of a yard. That's the most effective the Bears have been against Brummage here tonight, Tim. Well, they did a nice job right there at the line of scrimmage, and uh, with the field shortening down, you don't have to worry so much about giving up that large play, so we were able to suck our linebackers up a little tighter. 7-10 left to go in the first half on a chilly night from Smithville. Kaufman wide to the right, Shane wide left now out of the tee. Fetzer in the backfield with Brummage. Fath under center, pitches it out, goes to Brummage around the right-hand side, cuts it to the 15, to the 10, down near the goal line. He's inside the 5, and they're going to say that he was stopped right at the 1-yard line. Boy, we talked just during the break a little bit. What a luxury it is to bring a guy like Brummage in for some players that are suspended for the first half. I don't know if we had many stats even on him coming into the game. No, nothing. Jason Newland, obviously one of the kids that was suspended. He's been their leading running back, 107 carries, 522 yards. But Brummage was their second leading rusher, 75 with 486 coming into the game. Six and a half minutes, first and goal from the one. Out of the wing formation, handoff to Brummage. I believe it was Brummage or was that Fetzer? Might have been Fetzer going up over the top. We're going to give it to Brummage, 24. And he goes in. Nope, it was Fetzer. Fetzer, 25, was the ball carrier. And he took it in for the score with 622 left to go in this first half of play. And that makes it 20 to nothing. With the mud and everything on the field and the white numerals, it's hard to see the numbers, but that definitely was Fetzer 25 who ran it into the end zone, his first TD of the night. And on his first carry of the night. So now Smithville will go for two as they line it up at the three-yard line. 
T formation, moving in motion to the far side is Stewart. Handoff goes to Brummage, and Brummage struggles forward, and it is no good. The Bears' defense stops him shy of the goal line. 6.22 left to go in the first half. Your score, it is Smithville 20 and Waynedale nothing. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Well, back here at Smithville High School where the Smithies have really run roughshod over the Bears' defense. Bears have not shown any indication that they could stop Smithville from running the football. No, Dave, and they've kind of done a little bit of everything. A uh, uh, little short, patient runs, five, six, seven yards, and then they'll pop off a long one. Uh, um, like I said, I don't think they uh, have a preference on how they do it, uh, but you're right, the, the Bears have uh, not been able to stop them this evening. Chippewa has taken the lead over Northwestern 10-7 to in the second quarter. Hillsdale still up on Dalton, 6 nothing. And elsewhere in the WCAL, it is Norwayne opening up a 21-zip lead over Ripman. Massaro will kick it off. It's a low-line drive. Kick goes right through Varner's hands. Picked up, though, by Zimmerly at the 15-yard line. Cuts it to the 20, and he's going to be hit and driven back. Five-yard return for Matt Zimmerly, and the Bears will start at first and 10 from their own 20-yard line is where they will spot him down at. Well, the Bears' offense has been able to move, but they have not been able to seal the deal and get the ball in the end zone, and that's what they need to do here. I think I could turn the crowd mic up just a little bit louder now since our officiating expert down in front of us seems to be particularly happy with the way this one is going so far. Rebert with the snap. Hands off to Logan Stanley on the jet. Stanley's going to be hit at the 17-yard line and driven backwards after a loss of near four yards on the play. Back to the, call it the 16-yard line. So a loss of four. First time tonight, Logan has lost yardage running the football here this evening. Second and 14. From the fort, make it the 16 yard line. Bears need to get it out to the 30. Reaver out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Stanley. Off left tackle, out to the 20, maybe near the 21 yard line before he is gang tackled by Kaufman and Shane for Smithville. So a gain of, call it four yards on the carry for Logan, and it will bring up third down and 10. 10 carries tonight, 33 yards, and the Smithies so far have done a better job of stopping the run of Wayndale than the Bears have of Smithville. Trip receivers out to the right-hand side. Max Lemon wide to the left. Now moving in motion is Zimmerly to the far side. Fake handoff. Reaver stumbles, runs back, and he's just going to throw the ball at the feet of the Smithville defender coming in, trying to sack him on the play. That was Brent Bauman, who was right in the grill of Derek Reber. They almost could have called that intentional ground. Uh, and they're talking, Dave. I, I'm surprised they did not throw a flag on that. I am too. They're almost saying maybe the ball, his hand was coming forward 
but the ball slipped out. And let's see, what are they... Why in the world has the ball gone all the way back? The ball was at the four, it was at the twenty yard line, right? The, the ball was the at yard, the, the yard marker is at the twenty yard line, Dave. I don't right. know why, why they're moving it back. Yeah, I don't know why the down marker went all the way back to the six, fourteen yard line, but the ball is supposed to be placed at the twenty. They're going to put it at the fifteen. We just lost five yards, and it was on an incomplete pass. I'm not sure about that, Dave. Yeah, wait a second here. What is going on? Where's the guy in front of us yelling at the officials now? Now they're (laughs) stopping it. Yeah. uh, I can see that if they uh, called intentional grounding, that should be a penalty, and it was very close to that. But as far as I can see, there was no flag thrown on that play. The ball was at the 20-yard line. It was third down and 10. And the ball was spotted at the 20 because the Bears have to get out to the 30-yard line. And the the officials misspotted it. Back to the 15th, for whatever reason, the man on the far side holding the down marker went back to about the 15-yard line. It's a great move if you can pull it off. Well, they, they caught it in the nick of time. They did. So it'll be a punting situation now for the Bears, and Derek Reber will be the punter. First punt went 36 yards, and he'll punt this one away from the 20. Good snap. Reber gets it away, high spiral kick. The Fetzer's going to let hit in his own territory at the 42-yard line. So that time, just a 22-yard punt by Derek Reber. Yeah, Reber was kicking into the teeth of that wind, Dave, and that uh, wind just knocked it down. It was nice and high, but he got no distance on that. So it'll be first and ten for the Smithies, and they can really put a nail in this thing. Heading in at halftime. At halftime, we'll preview the Ohio State-Penn State game coming up tomorrow night and all the action in the Wayne County Athletic League next week. That all coming up on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report here in 4 minutes and 47 seconds. Smithville first and 10 from the Waynedale 42 after that punt. T formation, Shane out wide to the left. Stewart wide right. Dropping back, Fath throws it out to Shane on the left-hand side, complete at the 42. Spins away from Geyser to the 40, 35-30, 20 up the left-hand side. He's going to put a stiff arm on Chup and run out of bounds at the three-yard line. 39-yard reception on the play to Shane. Dave, that was the same exact pass they threw the first time, and uh, we really didn't defend it any better this time. Absolutely not. Fath is now 2-for-2 in the ballgame for 71 yards, and it's on the same exact play. Yeah, and it really was not a very fancy play at all. I mean, the receiver just says a straight straight pass down the sideline, and the receiver beat our defender one-on-one and almost took it to the house. So it's 20 to nothing in Smithville at the three-yard line. Fath under center, T-formation with Fetzer and Brummage. Fake handoff. Fath is going to roll out to the right. Looking into the end zone. Can't find anyone. There's a flag down. Throws it into the end zone and it is complete to the receiver in the back of the end zone. That would be Shane, I believe. No, check that. That's Tommy Stewart. It is a touchdown, but there's a flag down and it'll be holding against Smithville and it's all for naught. Boy, a good job by Fath buying time and finding somebody in the back of the end zone. Unfortunately, that flag actually came down before he even released the ball. 
That'll be the fifth penalty against Smithville in this first half for 55 yards. Two of them have been personal foul face mask penalties. So the ball goes all the way back to the 18-yard line. Four and a half minutes to go. Now's where the Bears' defense has to really get stout. They've got one timeout left. But if they could stop them right here on first and goal from the 18-yard line, they get the ball back quickly. Handoff, Brummage goes around right side, inside the 15, down to the 10, to the 5, into the corner of the end zone for the score. Well, forget what I just said. Brummage takes it in for his third TD of the night on an 18-yard run. He's got 15 carries tonight, unofficially 192 yards and three touchdowns. He's had a full game in less than a half. Unbelievable. And, of course, Smithville will go for two. They are not going to bother going for the kick of the extra point. They lead it 26 to nothing with 4.23 to go in this first half. Bath with Brummage right behind him. Sent Stewart out wide to the left-hand side. Shane out wide right. Hand off to Brummage. Fake hand off. Bath's going to keep it himself around the right end. He'll take it in for the score. So the two-point conversion is good by Justin Pfaff. 4.23 left to go in this first half of play, and your score. It is Smithville, 28, and Waynedale nothing. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. left to go in this first half of play. We'll talk Ohio State football coming up at halftime here tonight. And the Bears right now are down on the low end of the scoreboard. 28-0 on a cold and blustery evening here on a Friday night from Smithville, Ohio. Massaro's going to tee it up and kick it off. Matt Zimmerly back set to return for the Bears at about his own 15-yard line. Massaro gets a short run up and kicks it off with the right foot. And it is a low line drive end over end kick that's going to hit at about the five spin into the end zone for the touchback. That was a smart job by Zimmerly there. He could easily have picked that up and we would have been down inside our 10. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 20. And let's see if they can mark the ball correctly this time when it's supposed to be at the 20 instead of going all the way back to the 15. I could understand it. Could have understood it a little bit had the the yard lines not been so in plain sight because we're down to the good end of the field. But for some reason, I think what confused the refs was that the guy who holds the down marker at the far end went back five yards. Yeah, for I'm some not reason. sure why he moved. I think that was the confusing part uh, for the refs. Reber out of the pistol, turns and looks at Logan Stanley. Logan, single setback, and now the Bears run somebody in for the 
play here very quickly. That is Luke McCreary. Bears stop. Let him get on the field. Handoff goes to Jared Varner, and Varner takes it across the 25, out to the 26, 27. Where are they going to mark him at? Maybe the 28-yard line. Nice run by Jared Varner. They're going to spot him at the 29-yard line after a gain of nine yards on the carry by Varner. His first carry of the night. He is very explosive on his first couple of steps. Second down, yard to go, ball at the 29-yard line. Logan Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Reber, handoff, right up the middle, goes to Gage Gray. Gray in the backfield. He takes it across the 30, out to the 31, so it's a first down for the Bears after the two-yard run by Gage Gray. I think it's pretty safe to say, uh, Dave, this is a pretty important drive for the Bears. It's vital that they get some points going into halftime. First time Gray's really played running back for the Bears. Last week he was at receiver, caught three passes, did an excellent job there. Gray, fake handoff, pitch back on the left-hand side. It goes to Varner. Varner's going to be run out of bounds at the 35-yard line. And Tim, help me with my eyesight here, but I don't see Logan Stanley out on the field for the Bears right now. You're going to have to give me a little time, Dave. Not only are we far away, but those jerseys are pretty dirty. But uh, I think you're right. I don't see him out there right now. Three-yard gain for Varner. And it'll bring up second down and seven yards to go. Now Varner moves back behind Reber with Gage Gray on the left-hand side. Handoff to Varner. Varner off left tackle across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. Another gain of three, and it'll bring up second down and about four yards to go. Three carries on this drive for Varner for 15 yards. The Bears looking for a first down here. Third down and a long four. Call it five yards to go. Ball at the 36, 239 left to go in the half. Not sure if Logan may be banged up or what, but I don't even see him standing down there on the sideline. Of course, he may have a jacket on. Reber with Gray right behind him. Now Gray moves over to the right-hand side of Reber. Ball in the far hash mark. Now Reber switches him over to the left-hand side. Reber gets everybody set, trips out to the right-hand side, and now the Bears will use their final timeout. We're going to keep it right here. Third down and a long four yards to go for the Bears with 2.14 left, and that will be the Bears' last timeout of the first half. Big play here for Waynedale on third and call it five. Ball at the 36-yard line. And the Bears would like to keep this drive going because the way that they have stopped, if they get a first down here, they can run some more time off the clock, Tim. Smithville's got two timeouts remaining. But if they give it up here and have to punt, that gives Smithville a lot of time, and they've been able to run through the Bears' defense. Well, you know, Dave, being down 28 to nothing, you'd almost uh, wonder if it is four-down territory. You know, the Bears have got to keep the ball. Uh, you're cor- correct. We cannot give the ball back to Smithville. So, you know, if we can get three, four yards to carry, you know, why don't you use two downs to try to get the first down? Well, at halftime, the bands will be playing, but I kind of wonder if the bands are even going to come out on this field. Third down, five yards to go. Varner moves to the right of Reber out of the pistol. Gray on the left-hand side of Reber. Ball in the far hash mark. Fake handoff to Gray. Handoff to Varner. Varner across the 40. He's got the first down out to the 43-yard line. Gain of eight yards on the play for Jarrett Varner. And the Bears have been able to find a seam on that same play to Jarrett Varner. Problem for the Bears right now, Dave, is we only have two minutes and eight seconds remaining. We, uh, we, you know, we are not going to score getting three, four yards of carry. It'll be interesting to see if we... uh, 
uh, risk going downfield with the ball at all. We're just under two minutes to go in the half. Gray right behind Reber. Diamond receivers out to the right-hand side. McCreary out wide to the left. Now Varner moves back behind Reber and Gage Gray right there. Varner gets the handoff up the middle to the 45-yard line, stacked up and dropped after a two-yard gain on the play. Tommy Stewart comes in to make the tackle along with Trent Kaufman and Brummage again. That that name we've called a lot tonight. So a two-yard gain by Varner. He's got 25 yards on the ground here just in this drive alone, and it's second down eight. McCreary out wide to the left. Derek Reber talking a lot to Gage Gray, and I think the reason is because Gray, I'm not sure if he's played running back this year. And I think Reber's kind of giving him the plays as they go. Now moving into the backfield is Varner. Varner, fake handoff. Reber's going to roll out to the left, throw out to the left-hand side. Look to McCreary for the pass, but it was thrown incomplete. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Uh, the Bears aren't deep as it is, and with a lot of the injuries that we've had, and now Stanley not being in the ballgame, it does appear that uh, uh, Derek's having to uh, do a lot of directing back there with his running backs who may not be very comfortable in those positions. So it's third down, eight yards to go from the 46 of Waynedale. Diamond receivers. Again, Reber turns around and talks to Gray, moves him over to the left-hand side, ball on the far hash mark. McCreary out wide left. Moving in motion is Varner. Handoff up the middle to Gage Gray. He's going to take it up near the 50. Dropped at the 49-yard line after a gain of four. We're under a minute and running left to go. It'll be third down. Make a fourth down, excuse me. And a short five yards to go. Ball just shy of midfield. Bears have no timeouts left. Derek Reber over to the sideline and... Now the Bears are going to go ahead and punt the football away as we're under 30 seconds and running left to go in the half. Smithville with a 28-0 lead. So the Bears will punt it away from their own 49. Dropping back set to return is Fetzer for Smithville. Fetzer's already got a touchdown run tonight. Reber gets the snap, good snap. Gets the punt away, low sideways kick that's going to hit it about the 30. Bounce inside the 20. Fetzer goes back and picks it up to the 20. Now backtracks to the 15. Back to the 20, to the 25. And he's going to be dropped at about the 27-yard line. 36-yard punt again by Derek Reber. And it will be first and ten for the Smithies with one second to go on the clock before halftime. Ball at the 29-yard line for the Smithies. And I would be willing to say that they'll either go in victory formation or number 24 will get the handoff. I'd take a shot on 24 getting the handoff, to be honest with you, because the way he's run tonight, and they're just going to go into a victory formation and down the football. Fath is under center. They're all around him. He's going to take the snap, set everybody. Now he'll take the snap, and that'll do it here for the first half of play. But it has been a dominant performance here tonight for the Smithies, Tim, because they have been able to just run through the Bear defense like it's water. Yeah, I mean, what makes it so dominating, Dave, is that, uh, you know, everybody and their neighbor knew they were going to come in and run the ball, and uh, we really just have not been able to do anything about it. Well, we'll talk about what the Bears have to do, give you the stat story of tonight's first half of play, and we'll do all that 
in the middle of our Apple Creek Bank halftime report. But before that, we're going to preview Ohio State, Penn State tomorrow night. We'll do that coming up here in just a few minutes. It is halftime from Smithville. And your score here at the half, it is Smithville 28 and the Waynedale Golden Bears nothing. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Welcome back to Smithville High School. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Tim Ebert. We are at halftime of tonight's game between the Golden Bears and the Smithville Smithies. Next week is going to be a very, very important week around the Wayne County Athletic League in terms of what's happening on the football scene. A lot of playoff berths are at stake with the games next week. For example, Chippewa is going to need a win not only tonight, but then again at home next week when they take on the Rittman Indians. Northwestern has already got a playoff spot sewn up, but they are playing at Dalton. And that's going to be a big game because the Bulldogs are going to need a win against Northwestern in order to have any possibility of making the Division Six playoffs. Meanwhile, Northwestern is going to need a win if they have any hope of finishing in the top four, which means that they would host a first-round playoff game. Hillsdale will be at Smithville. Now, Hillsdale, on the other hand, they come into tonight's action in seventh place in Division Six, so they definitely need a win next week here at Smithville as the Smithies end up with their last two games at home, and Smithville is at number nine, tied with Dalton this week heading into action, so they need a win next week. So that is a big game for both Hillsdale and Smithville next week. Norwayne's playing, of course, at Waynedale on senior night for the Bears, and Norwayne wants to finish in the top spot of Region 18, Division 5, which is where they are at right now by almost three points over Eastwood. So they're going to need a win tonight and a win next week at Waynedale in order to secure that number one spot in Division 5. So that's what's going on next week around the Wayne County Athletic League games. Now, skipping to volleyball very quickly before we preview the Ohio State game against Penn State tomorrow night. Second-seeded Waynedale at 18-5, and as we told you on the pregame show, beat Tuslaw Wednesday night in the first D3 sectional semifinal at Smithville. Sammy Ice had a big night, the senior for the Golden Bears. She had 28 kills in that matchup and 17 digs. So now the Bears are playing on Tuesday night against John Finn's 
Triway Titans, and that will be at Smithville. That game time is at 6 o'clock, so yes, you can get to the volleyball game Tuesday night at 6 to watch the Lady Bears take on Triway and get home in time to watch the Indians play on Tuesday night in Game 1 of the World Series against either the Chicago Cubs or the Los Angeles Dodgers, and that will be decided over the weekend. But tomorrow night, big game for the Ohio State Buckeyes, second week in a row that they've had a Saturday night game. Last week was against Wisconsin. They got by the Badgers in overtime. This week, it's against Penn State. Ohio State 6-0, 3-0 in the Big Ten, and they are at Penn State, and the Nittany Lions are 4-2, and and they are 2-1 and in Big Ten action. Now, this contest is going to be happening on ABC. Ohio State is a favorite by about 20 points, but as you know, Anything can happen when Ohio State and Penn State end up taking on each other. Ohio State leads the all-time series 18 wins against 13 victories by the Nittany Lions. But Ohio State can also improve to 35-1 and in regular season conference games under Urban Meyer and can take another step towards a Big Ten championship with a win. Jillian Maine and Todd Dehart of the Big Ten Network preview tomorrow night's game. What do the Buckeyes need to do to get this W? Yeah, they're going to have to be dialed in. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere on Saturday night in Beaver Stadium. It's going to be a wide-out nighttime, primetime game. The Buckeyes just experienced that at Madison last weekend. How are they going to respond emotionally? Can they get up two weeks in a row for a big night game on the road? We shall see. Now, on the field, they took some punches last week for the first time. The defense got exposed on the edges a little bit. And JT Barrett struggling passing the football hitting only 26 of 50 passes the last two games. So, again, the Buckeyes come into this game with some questions. You mentioned the little bit of vulnerability there that we started to see from Ohio State for really one of the first times this season. They allowed 450 yards, 236 of those on the ground, and Penn State has a pretty good weapon running back by the name of Saquon Barkley. Exactly right. The last time Barkley played, he had over 200 yards rushing. Trace McSorley, the quarterback, has done a great job of running this new offense, a spread attack that works at a quick pace. So, again, if Penn State's going to win this game, it's probably going to have to be a shootout. They've got the weapons on offense to do it. They also are probably going to have to score what I call an unconventional touchdown. Special teams or defense, if they can do that, and if Barkley's Barkley, McSorley hits some passes downfield, and they generate a couple turnovers, Penn State may have a chance to give James Franklin that signature win he's been looking for at Penn State. And we, we've talked about the tough environment to play in. It is the whiteout, as you said. And Urban Meyer doing something he never does. He commented earlier in the week saying, I wish they would hold that for another game. It, it certainly creates a tough environment for any team coming to play there. It's really surprising to hear Meyer say that. Why even bring it up? Why address it? Why put it in your player's mind? When you go on the road, as difficult as it is. Why bring up the potential crazy atmosphere these players are going to encounter on Saturday night? So like you, Julian. I was surprised to hear him say that. The Nittany Lions, on the other hand, well, they're looking for a marquee under their head coach, James Franklin. He is 0-7 against top teams in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. They are 0-9 against top five teams in the last decade. Taking a look from the Penn State point of view at this game is Zach Miller and Frank Botanian. Frank, does Penn State have any chance in this one? I think I think the first thing you got to look at can Penn State keep this a game in the first half. You get, you have to start there. I mean, Ohio State bigger, faster, 
stronger, deeper team, favored by three touchdowns. Penn State has to make sure this doesn't get out of control by the beginning of the second quarter. They have to keep their fans in the game, and the way to do that is a slow down JT Barrett, Ohio State's dynamic quarterback, and go from there. Yeah, and Penn State does have some reinforcements coming back this week. The squad should look a little better than it has in recent weeks. Tell us about the guys that are coming back from injury. Well, they hope to get back starting linebackers Jason Kambinda and Brandon Bell. How much of an impact they'll make is kind of up in the air. Those guys have not practiced much, but they are leaders on a defense that's been banged up that needs to really clamp down early. Ohio State has tremendous speed, and Barrett is a, a huge running force for them. So he can throw the ball down the field. He can run it with the best tailbacks in the league. Can Penn State slow him enough? And then can they get Saquon Barkley and their receivers involved in the game? Big plays. Penn State needs to make big plays on offense to stay in this. They stay in it, then they got a shot. Ohio State has won four straight at Beaver Stadium. It's last loss coming in 2005. Since then, Penn State has gone 11 and 25 against top 25 teams. During that span, the Nittany Lions have lost four times to an Ohio State team ranked in the top five. And the last time they played in Happy Valley, the Buckeyes won in double overtime, 31-24. Penn State will have linebackers Jason Cabinda and Brandon Bell back. They missed the last four of five games, respectively, and returned to practice on Wednesday, but they're not expected to start. Meanwhile, Ohio State should get linebacker Dante Booker back from his knee injury. It's Ohio State and Penn State tomorrow night on ABC from Nittany Lions Stadium in Happy Valley. The Buckeyes taking on the Nittany Lions at 8 o'clock tomorrow night on ABC. There's another big game happening around the college football arena tomorrow afternoon. That has number one Alabama, 7-0 and on the year, 4-0 and in the SEC, taking on number six Texas A&M under head coach Kevin Sumlin. They are 6-0, and and they're also 4-0 and in conference play. Alabama is favored coming into this game by 18, and the Crimson Tide also own the series record. Alabama leads at six wins to two by Texas A&M. It is a battle of the Southeast Conference's two remaining unbeaten teams, and the winner will have the inside track to a berth in the SEC championship game, presumably with a national championship playoff shot on the line. This game is going to be televised tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 on CBS. It's Texas A&M and Alabama, a battle of the unbeatens in the SEC. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tim Ebert and I will be back with more of our Apple Creek Bank halftime report from Smithville. We'll be back right after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, 
We have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Now we're back here at Smithville High School at halftime of tonight's ball game, where the Smithies are leading it 28 to nothing over the Bears at halftime here tonight. And Tim, one of the questions that we had going at halftime was, would the bands play on the field or not? That answer came real quick. They didn't. No, probably a smart move. Uh, the field's bad enough as it is, let alone putting all those band members out there. Uh, it just t- tear it up more. So probably probably a smart move by uh, Smithville to have them play on the track tonight. And it started raining right about as soon as the second ha- or the first half ended. Yeah, I stepped outside briefly, Dave. It is not it is not good out there. <laughs> but we've got some fans over on the far side from Waynedale braving the elements here tonight. Uh, Jimmy Miller's not one. I was going to say the opposite of Jimmy Miller. Uh, <laughs> those are brave fans up there tonight. Yeah. This evening. Well, the Bears in this first half, Tim, they've just proven that they are unable to stop the Smithville running attack. Well, you know, Dave, at the first quarter, Smithville uh, jumped out to an early 6 nothing lead on a 17-yard TD run by uh, Brummage. But then the Bears actually uh, chewed up a good portion of that first quarter, getting all the way down to the Smithville three-yard line. And as you mentioned, we just could not punch it in. And that, that really... Uh, demoralized the Wayndale quite a bit and once we got into the second quarter it was all Smithville there their running attack um, you know short runs medium runs long runs they just dominated that second quarter uh, they went a 14 nothing on a 31 yard TD run by Brummage Fetzer pounded it in from the one yard line and then they capped it off uh, in the second quarter to go up 28 to nothing on another 18 yard TD run by Brummage and what what a luxury to have another back like that. Uh, when your leading rusher didn't even smell the field in the first quarter, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which running back were you more impressed with, Dalton's Cody Fitzwater, or this Gavin Brummage from Smithville? Well, if you want to put me on the spot, I mean, um, according oh, to our unofficial stats, I don't, Brummage has got like 193 yards in the first half. Um, Fitzwater got up to, what, 230-some yards in the first half. So uh, I'm going to give the nod to to Fitzwater just a little. Yeah, just with a a secondary nod to Brummage because when you look at his stats, boy, 15 carries tonight, 193 yards on the ground. And Smithville, they've only got eight other yards rushing after that, 201 yards rushing on 20 carries tonight. Well, and if you take a look at it, Dave, uh, he's got 15 out of the 20 carries. It's not like uh, they're making a mystery of who's going to get the ball. Right. And Fath is two for two in the passing department for 71 yards. Both of them have been to Shane in the ball game. Those have been the two receptions, and they've both been on the same exact play. Same exact play, and, and Shane didn't even uh, didn't even go one yard past the line of scrimmage. It was just a pass out into the flat. He beat the defender one-on-one and took it for big yardage. And as far as Smithville first down-wise, they've got nine first downs here tonight, two of them by the pass, seven by the run. But where they've been bit is in the penalty department, Tim. That's the only thing that they've seemed to have done wrong tonight. They had... Five penalties in the ball game for 55 yards. Two of them have come on personal foul calls on the face masking penalty. Man, you, you got to ask yourself, maybe they're just getting a little bit grabby with uh, the weather being so wet, and uh, you know the Bears. You know, any, any running back's going to have a tough time being brought down. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, if you're looking for any negative from the Smithville side, it might maybe those penalties. Well, the Smithies led it six to nothing at the end of the. 
first quarter. Then they scored 22 unanswered points in the second quarter, and they lead it here 28-0. We'll take a look at the stats for Waynedale and the scores around the area when we return after this. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in. From helping to sponsor events like Waynedale Athletics to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. Bank Local. Bank Better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Well, it's 28 to nothing. Smithville on top of the Bears. And if you look at the Bears stats here tonight, the only person that has really been highlighted is Logan Stanley. He's got 10 carries, 33 yards. But Jared Varner, after Stanley left the ballgame on that last drive, had five carries for 25 yards. In the passing department, Derek Reber, two of six for 45 yards with one interception. And the one completion that he has got are the two completions, one to Matt Zimmerle for 30 and one to Jared Varner for 15 yards here tonight. Let's take a look at some of the scores that are happening around the area here this evening, especially around the Wayne County Athletic League. First of all, in the WCAL, it is Northwestern over Chippewa at halftime, 14-10. to We talked about that earlier, Tim. That's an important game to both teams. Dalton beating Hillsdale 7-6. to Since Hillsdale played us, they have had trouble putting the ball into the end zone. Uh, yeah, Dave, at one point you said they may be the uh, best team that you have seen, and you're right. Uh, um, they, they have really not uh, closed out some of these games here recently as we thought they might early in the season. Norway is on top of Rittman at the half, 40 to nothing. Now elsewhere around the area on the scoreboard, Ashland leads Madison 28-14. to Black River leading uh, Oberlin Firelands 21 to nothing. Elsewhere, it is Fairless and CVCA, nothing, nothing. Manchester and Tusla tied up at seven at the half. Mapleton over Plymouth, fourteen to six. Northwest is beating Lakeside, fourteen to nothing. Tusky Valley and Orville, no score in that one. Sandy Valley is beating Strasburg tonight, fourteen to seven. It's Indian Valley over Triway at the half, fourteen to nothing. And Worcester beating West Holmes, twenty-one to nothing in their ball game. There. So your score here at halftime on this one tonight, 28 to nothing. Waynedale down by four scores to the Smithville Smithies. As the rain comes down, the field gets worse and worse. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert, and we will be back with second half action live from Smithville here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank Local. Bank Better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. 
equal housing lender. You've been listening to the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on ultimatesportstalk.com. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidel Funeral Home. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices. And trust your family with their care, the Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. The regular season comes to a close next week for the Waynedale Golden Bears. It's senior night as the Bears entertain playoff-bound Norway. The Bobcats will come in looking to win the Wayne County Athletic League title, and the Bears will try to spoil the celebration. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make next week's game, join Tim Ebert and I on UltimateSportsTalk.com, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30 and the kickoff at 7. But before that, listen to the most exciting 30 minutes of tonight's game on Golden Bear Rewind at 6. Waynedale hosts Norway next Friday night at 6.30 in the final regular season game of the year, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Waynedale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it's raining now at Smithville. It has been throughout the entire halftime proceedings, and it doesn't appear to even be looking like it might let up here a little bit, but now it's cold and it's raining. The field is going to continue to get even worse, and the Bears are down in this one by a score of 28 to nothing. And that is pretty much a synopsis of the first half. The best news for the fans, though, was that the donuts here just got reduced to $5 a box. That's going to bring Jimmy Miller off his couch into the ballpark. We may see a Jimmy Miller appearance before the <laughs> night is over. <laughs> to come and get the donuts. Nonetheless, where we are right now is a 28 to nothing deficit. The Bears will be at home for the final time in the 2016 season next week against the Norway Bobcats. And Norway was leading 40 to nothing over Rittman at the half and you know you and I talked Tim this game is one score away from being the running clock here and on top of that Smithville gets the ball to start the second half yeah unfortunately it seems like we uh, have the same conversation every second half Dave uh, we, yeah, the, the Bears are, are uh, confronted with uh, a long second half in front of them the running clock is looming and uh, you know they need to kind of set a small-term goal of uh, making sure that doesn't happen. Kaufman is back set to return along with Fetzer for the Smithville Smithies. Now, Waynedale will be going from left to right. 
across your computer screen here in this second half of play. Don't forget, coming up on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, right back here at Smithville, the Waynedale girls volleyball team will be playing Triway. John Finn doing the broadcast for the cable system here right next to us. And teeing it up is Andy Ford, and it's going to be a low line drive kick that will be picked up by one of the upbacks for Smithville. Looks like Caleb Tilton. Tilton, a sophomore, picked it up at the 30, runs it back across the 35 to the 40, and out near the 44-yard line, and that's where Smithville's going to start it. First and 10, and I believe they are going to spot it down at the 45-yard line, so that's where the Smithies will pick it up. 28-0, they lead it here tonight. And as you look out to the crowd, Tim, it's umbrella night at Smithville field here this evening. Coming out wide left for Smithville is Shane. Handoff comes around the left-hand side, and that is Kaufman. Kaufman is going to be hit at the 40, cuts it into Waynedale territory across the 50, and down to the 48-yard line of Waynedale. a gain of seven on the play for Kaufman. You brought up an interesting point here earlier. Would Brent Bazanson put one of the players into the ball game, Jason Newland, and he is not out there as of right now. Well, there was reported before the first, before the game that uh, many of those players that had uh, violated team rules would be out the first half. So, yeah, the, the discussion was, uh, would we see any of those players actually enter the ball game in the second half? And it would be easier to see him on the sideline because he'd probably be the only one with a clean uniform. But I don't even see him on the sideline, as a matter of fact. Fath is going to drop back the pass. He's going to throw the ball up the field, up the right side. Complete on the right side to Shane at the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown. 46-yard touchdown pass from Justin Fath to his receiver, Shane, who is the only one that has caught a pass here tonight. Once again, Dave, we are totally selling out for the run. Uh, left our defensive back one-on-one out there with Shane. Shane got past him, no safety help. It was clear sailing to the end zone once he caught the ball. So that makes it 34 to nothing. And we'll be in the running clock here very, very shortly. And Smithville will go for the two-point conversion. Ball will be spotted at the three. and they're, Well, now they're going to go for the extra point. So they will go for the extra point. Ball placed at the two and on the far hash mark with 11.39 left to go in this third quarter of play. And it took Smithville all of three plays to score. Massaro, the sophomore, 200-pounder, 5'10", comes in to attempt the extra point, And he's a straight-on kicker and he puts that one up and it's blocked on the play. Looked like it was blocked by Cole Geyser in the middle of the line. So it's 11.39 left to go in this third quarter of play from Smithville. Your score, it's the Smithies 34 and Waynedale nothing. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return and when that time arrives contact the experts in water hauling Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time and it's expensive. Reber's will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days. And Reber Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. 
Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reber Milk Transport in Apple Creek. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religious, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 695-3461. Well, nice play by the Smithies. Fast three for three on the night passing after that 46-yard completion to Shane. Gives them a 34 to nothing lead, and Massaro will kick it off up the field, and it's going to go down at the one-yard line, and Zimmerle's got to pick it up, and he's going to be out of bounds at the one. He had no alternative there that time, Tim. I mean, he had to pick the ball up because it was downing. It was, it was stopping rolling, so he had to pick it up, and then Smithville just smothered him at the one. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of urgency going after that ball, though, Dave. The, the ball was actually totally dead on the one, just sitting there. And you're right, he he had to cover that ball. As, uh, Smithville would have recovered that. They would have had the ball at the one-yard line. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. There was not a lot of urgency going after the football. So it'll be first and ten for the Bears. Their worst field position of the evening. Back inside their own one-yard line. The ball is just outside the goal line. Reber is going to still be out of the pistol with the ball that deep near the end zone. Fake handoff, and it goes off the left-hand side, and the Bears get a little more breathing room out to the three. And let's see who that is running the football. That was Jared Varner. So Varner picks up two. He's got six carries tonight for 27 yards. Logan Stanley is not in the ball game. That's Gage Gray behind him on the left-hand side, Varner on the right-hand side. Now the handoff goes right up the middle again, and that is Gray. He's going to take it out to about the five-yard line, so the Bears have a little better breathing room now on third down. Well, it's nice to see that I'm not the only one that's got an old roster. The Smithville PA announcer is calling Gage Gray by the wrong name. He's number 30. Gray with two two yards on that carry got three carries tonight for eight yards and it's third down five from the five yard line. They need to get just outside the ten. Chup is slot right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Murphy out wide to the left. Moving in motion. Now handoff goes right off the left hand side to Jarrett Varner and he's going to take it out across the five maybe to the six for just a yard gain and it's punting time again for the Bears. So three and out for Waynedale. Fourth down. Call it a long four yards to go, and Derek Reber is going to punt the ball out of his own end zone. Nine minutes remaining in the third quarter. And he's got to do it in the teeth of that win, Dave. Back set to return is Fetzer for Smithville at about the own the Waynedale 40. Reber gets the snap. High short kick. It's going to hit it about the 20, and it's going to be downed at the 19-yard line. That's going to end up being a 13-yard punt. 
That just got caught right in the wind and died. Unbelievable. No return for the Smithies, and they'll take it over first and 10 at the Waynedale 19. Already up 34 to nothing with 8.35 and running left to go in this third quarter. And Fath will come in. Well, if anybody's going to come down here and pick up the donuts for $5, they better get here in a hurry with the clock running now. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Smithies. T formation. Fath under center with the lead. Handoff goes off the right-hand side. That is Newland. Newland into the ball game for the first time tonight. He takes it inside the 20, down inside the 15 to the 14. I got to question the reasoning behind that, too, because in a game like this, in a conditions like this, why would you put one of your star running backs into danger like this? Well, clearly he's their best runner, Dave, but you're right. We're 34 nothing with a running clock in the weather conditions like this with the Smithies hoping to be a playoff team. I, I don't know why you would even risk injury to Newland. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Dylan Davis, the senior. T formation. Pitch out comes around the right-hand side to Fetzer. Inside the 10 to the... Down near the five-yard line. They're going to mark him out of bounds at the seven. So a gain of about seven yards on the carry for Fetzer. And that's a first down for the Smithies. So it's first and ten for the Smithies at the seven-yard line of Waynedale. First and goal, I should say, excuse me. Fath under center, T formation. He's got Newland, and the handoff goes off the left-hand side to Fetzer. Fetzer off left guard, takes it in, almost untouched for the score. Fetzer with his second touchdown of the night, that time from seven yards. And it is now 40 to nothing. Smithville has really broken this thing wide open. And now they huddle over to the side and try to decide if they'll go for one or two. I would guess the way that the extra point attempt went the last time, they'll probably just go yeah, for Yeah, I was going to say, they, they tried that once, and that was not even close. So uh, well, They're uh, going to try it with somebody else. Instead of Massaro, it's going to be Jarrett Richard. Richard is sophomore, 5'7", 124 pounds. No, check that. I'm sorry. He's going to be the holder. Trent Kaufman is going to be the kicker. Kicker is Kaufman. He's going to attempt it. Richard gets the snap down. Kick is up by Kaufman, and it is good. 6.47 left to go in the third quarter of play from Smithville. Your score. Smithies, 41, Waynedale, nothing. Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef, and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks, and beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7, and Sundays 10 to 6. Come taste the difference. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. 
Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sassi today, 330-830-9760. 41 nothing. Smithville on top of it here in the third quarter of play. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. Massaro will kick it off. And it is a low line drive kick that will go out of bounds on the far side at about the 15. And I'm sure the Bears will just take the football at the 35-yard line. That's the sixth penalty of the night against the Smithies. One thing that Brent Bazanson has got to be upset about, and you know coaches always like to go into the film room the next day with something to complain about. That's got to be one of them. So the Bears will come out first and ten. They'll take it at their own 35-yard line. 6.29 left to go in this third quarter. Derek Reber still at quarterback. Derek, two for six in the ball game for 45 yards and an INT. Jarrett Varner moves to the left. Gage Gray over on the right-hand side. Fake handoff. And Reber's going to be hit and dropped. That was such a slow developing play that Jarrett Wyatt... The six-foot, 177-pound junior defensive tackle was able to get in and sack him for a five-yard loss. Yeah, I don't know whether uh, people were confused with that play or not, but boy, he just came free, and Derek had no chance whatsoever. Uh, be kind of interesting. I wish we had somebody down on the sideline to figure this out for us. But Logan Stanley is out of the ball game. I'm not sure if that's a coach's decision or if he's injured. Gage Gray and Jarrett Varner behind Reber. Handoff goes to Gray right at the line of scrimmage. He'll be dropped right at the 30 for no gain. Smithville just smelling blood now in the water, and they are just coming after the Bear running backs. Third down, 15 yards to go. Ty Straits just left the ball game, and I'm not sure if that's the toe injury again or not. Or with it on the left-hand side, Zimmerly slot left, McCreary out wide left. Now coming out wide right is Chubb. Slot right is Gray. Single setback behind Reber is Jarrett Barner. Moves him over to the left-hand side. Snap back to Reber. Reber looking to set up the screen, and the ball is almost intercepted by Tommy Stewart almost in front of Jarrett Varner. That thing was, again, so slow developing that the Bears almost threw another interception and it's 4th and 15 and punting time for Waynedale right into the teeth of the wind. And the last time we attempted to punt, it was a 13-yard punt, Dave. So uh, Smithies are looking at getting really good field position once again. And it will be Reber punting it again. Back set to return is Fetzer. This time he's in his own territory at about his own 40 on fourth down and 15. Reber gets the snap. Good snap. Not much of a rush, but he puts a high punt in the air that will be taken in by Fetzer in Waynedale territory at the 48, down to the 45, and dropped at the 43-yard line. So an 18-yard punt with an 8-yard return. And it is first and ten for the Smithies in Waynedale territory. They're going to put him at the 43-yard line. And a flag down on the play. 
I didn't even see that flag until the referee moved off to the side. I think it's a clip. Let's see. I think it's blocking below the waist, which used to be called clipping. Now they've made an entirely new terminology for it. Personal foul. Just a straight personal foul. That was a dead ball foul, Dave, so it must have been something after the play. Another 15-yard penalty on the Smithies. So, you you know, you were talking earlier about uh, coaches always wanting having something to work on on Saturday morning in the film room. Well, Smithies and the amount of 15-yard penalties they have, that's something that certainly can be addressed. So the ball goes all the way back into Smithville territory, back to the 42-yard line with 3.52 and running left to go in the third. Davis goes out wide to the right-hand side. Wide to the left is Tommy Stewart. Single setback is Newland. Fake handoff to Newland. They give it on to Kaufman. No, excuse me. That is Matthew, Trenton Matthew. And Matthew cuts it into Waynedale territory inside the 40, down to the 30, inside the 30, and run out of bounds at the 27-yard line. 31-yard run for Trenton Matthew. That's his first carry of the night. You know, Dave, I don't think it really matters what the number is on (laughs) those running backs. It doesn't. They just continue to churn and churn and churn. That's one thing about Smithville running backs throughout the years. They have always been taught and always do it. Keep the feet moving. And they have a real good ability to uh, cut back uh, in the opposite direction of where they started. They, they, they've picked up a lot of yardage with the cutback run. 2.50 left to go in the third quarter. Single setback is Trenton Matthew again. Matthew handoff right up the middle inside the 25, down to the 20-yard line. Now they're going to spot him just shy of the 20. So that's a gain of six yards on the carry. Got two carries for 37 yards. Just boom, boom. And the this game is so much out of doubt that the Smithville coaches have decided to leave the booth and head downstairs. I think I'd stay upstairs. Uh, at, least we're in, at least we're inside. Two minutes left to go. Fath, handoff around the left-hand side. It goes to Matthew. And Matthew runs inside the 15 to the 10, still going, down inside the 5 and down to the 3. 17-yard run, and again, he just kept his feet running, kept his feet moving. He's got 54 yards on three carries. 135 left to go in this third quarter. Ball at the three-yard line, first and goal for the Smithies. They are just running at will tonight. Now Newland is the single setback out of the wing tee. Fath, handoff goes, no, Fath is going to keep it around the right side off the fake handoff from Newland, and Fath is going to run it in for the three for the score. So Pfaff goes in for his first score of the night, and it extends the lead out to 47 to nothing. Smithy's on top of it with 1.06 left to go in this third quarter of play. And Trent Kaufman will come in to attempt the extra point. 
Three touchdowns for Brummage, two for Fetzer, one now for Fath, and a touchdown pass Fath has. And that's your scoring here tonight with a minute six left to go in the third. Kaufman, straight on kicker. Kick is up, and it is good. A minute six left to go in this third quarter from Smithville. And your score, it is the Smithies 48 Waynedale, nothing. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained residential and commercial roofing expert. But they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock System. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best-looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction, 330-857-7865, or see their website, troyerroof.com. Deb's Den is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Baron. On Main Street in Apple Creek. A minute six left to go in the third quarter of play, and it is now a 48-0 Smithville lead. Massaro will kick it off. Low end over end kick. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks for Waynedale at the 20. Out to the 25, and he'll be dropped at the 23-yard line. That's Gage Gray. So Gray an eight-yard return. Dave, I am impressed with your eyesight. Those jerseys are so muddy. Uh, I don't know how on earth you're seeing the numbers on them. I'm actually not even looking at the numbers. It's just the way that they run. I've become accustomed to it. And then I look after they get up. (laughs) We may be reduced to movie reviews in the fourth quarter. Have you seen the accountant yet? (laughs) I have not. Have you? First and ten. No, but that's on my agenda. First and ten. Handoff off the left-hand side, Jared Varner. Varner will take it out from the 26-yard line out to the 27 for a gain of a yard. I don't know if it's just me, Dave. I know earlier in the year when we were doing some broadcasts, we had a, a game uh, that where it just looked like the uh, timing between the, the, the center and the uh, rest of the offensive line just was not in sync. And it, I'm really getting the same view of that tonight. It just looks like uh, we are very slow off the snap and that the timing is not real good. In the fourth quarter, the Bears are going to let the clock run out. In the fourth quarter, I've got an interesting take on the the new movie, Jack Reacher. We'll talk about that in the fourth quarter. As the clock runs down here in the third, it is now Smithville leading it. As the clock now hits triple zeros, we are at the end of the third quarter, and your score at the end of three. It is Smithville 48, Waynedale nothing. Yoder Builders in Orville, your one-stop shop for full-service construction services. Residential or remodeling construction, masonry work, finished basements, and decks. Anything you need to improve your way of life. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Orville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. 
Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Well, back here at Smithville High School, 48 nothing. The Smithies on top of this one as the Bears just now break the huddle. This has been just total domination by the Smithies. It really has, Dave. Uh, we knew they were going to run the ball um, at the start of the game and you know, even though we knew that, um, we really have not been able to do anything about it. No. They just continue to churn and churn and churn. Well, the Bears, with the football, but there's Derek Reaver. I was looking out there, and I didn't see a quarterback. And that's because Reaver is standing over on the left-hand side of the line. Now the officials are going to change footballs. Second down and nine yards to go from the Bears. The Bears are going now from right to left across your computer screen. 48 to nothing. The regular season will come mercifully to an end next Friday night at home against Norway. And unfortunately, that'll be even against a tougher opponent. It will be. So now the Bears shift. They go into a T formation out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Reber is going to throw the ball up the left-hand side. He's got McCreary, but it is incomplete as it was knocked away at the last second by Trenton Matthew. But Matthew would have had the interception, Tim, had he not slipped. I was going to say, the turf monster got him on that one, Dave. He he lost his footing right at the very end up because he was in good position for the interception. Reber has thrown his last four, make it five passes incomplete. Now one was intercepted but he has not completed his last five passes. So McCreary comes out wide to the left hand side Gage Gray to the left of Reber on third and nine from the 28 dual receivers out wide to the far side Reber and now there's a flag down and it'll be a legal procedure against the Bears one thing Waynedale has not done tonight is commit penalties. That's just their second for 10 yards. About the Jack Reacher movie. You know, it's got Tom Cruise in it, and it's got Colby Smulders, who plays an army brat. Well, it's the same role that basically she plays in the Avengers movies. Now, my question is, why does she need to call Jack Reacher? She could call Iron Man. She could call Thor, Captain America. No, she calls Jack Reacher for help. It's thoughts like that, Dave, that keep me up at night. <laughs> Reber is going to keep the ball right up the middle on third down and 13. And it will be, after that penalty, knocked them back. He will gain four yards on the play. And it brings up punting time on fourth and 11. I'm not too familiar with Jack Reacher there, Dave, but he must have a skill set that uh, offers some things that she does need. Well, I don't know. It, you, know you got the golden locks of Thor in that hammer. If she needs construction, she's got Thor. If if she needs underwater welding work, you've got Iron Man. 
Captain America's got the shield. Reber's going to punt the ball away. Low end over end kick. It's going to hit in Smithville territory at the 50 and bounce and be downed at the 44-yard line. That's where the Bears will down it on the play. 9.35 left to go in the ball game. We'll do more movie reviews coming up next. Your score, Smithville 48, Waynedale nothing. Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride smoked and boneless wings. But that's not all that's smoked. Try the Fire and Ice Pulled Pork, Beef Brisket, or the Smoked Meat Trio, Pork Brisket and Wings. Go for the Fire and Ice Specialties, the Cowboy and Cowgirl Sunday, Hog Trout, or the Brunswick Stew Bread Bowl. All this and live bands, too, at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. So the Smithies with the football, first and ten from their own 44. Pfaff right up the middle. It goes to Brummage. Brummage breaks it into midfield, and he's gone up the far side to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, to the house. Touchdown. 40, excuse me, 56-yard touchdown run by Brummage. Unbelievable. That's 100 or 200 and 44 yards rushing tonight for Gavin Brummage. Let me make sure I'm adding that up right. 248 yards rushing tonight for Gavin Brummage. So on the very first play from scrimmage, Brummage runs it in for the score. His fourth of the night also, and it is 54 to nothing. In to attempt the extra point is Kaufman. Kaufman two for two. And he misses that one wide to the left. So there is 9.13 left to go in the ball game. And your score from Smithville. It is now the Smithies 54 and Waynedale zip. Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste. Visit us at clayzac.com, that's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com, to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams. Well, we almost didn't even have time to put our pencils down after that. Brummage with a... 56-yard touchdown run, and suddenly it's 54 to nothing. Smithville on top of it. Let's try to check out some scores here, especially from the Wayne County Athletic League. Northwestern now opening up a 16-point lead over Chippewa. It's 26 to 10. Dalton winning over Hillsdale, 21 to 6. Massara the kickoff. It's going to be taken in by Gage Gray. Gray at the 20, out to the 25, dives forward to the 27-yard line, and that's where the Bears will have it. First and ten, and now Gray gets up, and he's stumbling and stammering around. Not sure if he hurt his leg or banged his head or what, but now he's running off the field and looks like he's okay. Other scores, especially from the Wayne County Athletic League. Norwayne pulling a Smithville on Waynedale. They lead over Ripman 59 to nothing in the fourth quarter of play. And that's who the Bears have next week, the Bobcats, at home on senior night. Pistol formation, T formation behind Reber. 
Handoff goes to Jarrett Varner, and he'll be hit right at the line and driven back by a host of Smithy tacklers. You know, Dave, I know we've been without Logan Stanley here for all of the second half, uh, but you've got to give the Smithville defense credit. We have had no room whatsoever in the second half. I mean, I'm going to guess we are, we are clearly under 20 yards of offense in the, in the second half here. 8.35 and running left to go in the ballgame. Zimmerly comes out slot left. McCreary wide left. Out wide right is Chupp. Now Gray's going to line up slot right with Varner right behind Reber. Reber looks over to the sideline. Now moves Varner. In motion is Zimmerly. Handoff goes to Varner right up the middle. And he's stacked up and brought down again right at the line of scrimmage. No gain whatsoever. Ben Farrar is still in the ball game. Boy, he has just become a mud pit from head to toe at the left tackle position. So no gain for Varner, and it's third down and ten. Again, same formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now Varner moves to the right side. Zimmerly in motion. Handoff to Zimmerly around the right-hand side. He's going to cut it up to the 30-yard line where he'll be dropped after a four-yard gain. Four-yard gain for Zimmerly. His first carry of the night, and it'll be fourth down and six yards to go. I thought we would see... I actually thought, Tim, we would see Zimmerly run the football a little more than he has tonight. He's been targeted a couple of times on passes, caught one pass, but I thought we'd see him tote the the ball a little bit more than he has. And the Bears will go ahead and punt the ball away on fourth and a long six from the 30-yard line. Their own 30, 6.58 and running left to go in the ballgame. Who would you rather play, the Cubs or the Dodgers? Boy, that's a tough question, James. I'm gonna, I'm going to say the the Cubs because uh, I would not want to face Clayton Kershaw twice. Rebert is going to punt the ball away, and Fetzer is going to fair catch it at the 43 yard line. Plus, I so got a 27 I, I, yard punt. I got a feeling that the uh, the Cub fans would travel slightly better than the Dodger fans. I agree. Yeah, you know, I look at it and I say I would rather face the Cubs because you're playing the best team in baseball that they've been throughout the regular season. I think the Indians would have a better shot at beating the Dodgers. I can't, I'm not saying that they can't beat the Cubs, but I think if if the Indians played the Dodgers, they win it in six. If they play the Cubs, I really think they lose it in seven. But the better story is the Cubs. Cubs-Indians. Those home games at Cleveland would just be amazing with oh. the Cubs and uh, Indians fans yeah. all packed in there. New quarterback in now for Smithville. That's Riley Smucker, number seven. He's a junior, 5'10", 170-pounder. And now Smucker will leave the ball. No, no, excuse me. He's coming over to the sideline to get the play. I lost my head there for a second. You know, you got Terry Francona, who broke the streak in Boston. You've got Theo Epstein, who broke the streak in Boston, now with the Cubs. you got two teams. The Indians haven't won it since 48. The Cubs haven't won it since 1908. Smithville on second and eight. Handoff goes on the right-hand side to Matthew. Matthew breaks it across the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, and he scores the touchdown. Unbelievable. Another 56-yard run this time by Matthew. 
got 110 yards rushing. Just on four rushes. 5.31 left to go in the game. And the Bears have now given up the most points of anyone to the Smithies. 60 to nothing. Boy, just one couple of plays and it's in the end zone again. So Trent Kaufman will come in to attempt the extra point. The holder is Jarrett Richard. Smithville is going to be hosting their game next week, and the snap is high, and there's movement on the offensive line, and it's going to be offside against the Bears. I would think if you're Smithville, you just go ahead and decline that penalty and keep it right at the the two-yard line where you're going to attempt the extra point anyway, and I think that's what Brent Bazanson is going to do. He'll just decline it. The officials are talking, and let's see what well, what are they going to decide to do? Yeah, they're still they're just going to leave it there. They're going to decline the penalty, I believe. Well, even with this Congress, they they move faster than what this officiating crew is doing right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're they did nothing. <laughs> no sign, no nothing. <laughs> that just was a pause in the action. So now Kaufman, good snap, kick is up, and the kick is good. 5.31 left to go in the ball game. Your score, it is Smithville 61 and Waynedale nothing. The Spidell Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most. From the first call, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidell Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Well, the Bears now have given up the most points to the Smithies that they have given up this year. 61. It is 61 to nothing. Smithville on top of the Bears. Well, Smithville clearly came in and did what they needed to do, Dave. They're in the hunt for a playoff spot. Um, Clearly have totally dominated this game. Uh, Left no doubt about the victory this evening and uh, now are left with just a week 10 to take care of for them. And the thing about it is you can't really get upset at Smithville for running up the score here because they did, their last two touchdown runs were from 56 yards each. I mean, they were just running the ball off tackle. Massaro's going to kick it off. It's a deep kick at about the 15-yard line taken in by Gray to the 20, up the near sideline to the 25, to the 30, 35, 40, and he is picked up and dropped on a great fundamental tackle by Trent Kaufman. Kaufman grabbed him by the waist, put his helmet right into the numbers, and drove him right into the turf. That they can put on the game films, Tim, and they can say that is the perfect way to tackle. Ah, that that was an impressive tackle, Dave. So there's 5:05 left to go in the football game, and the Smithies with a 61 to nothing lead. 
Bears. Now Matt Weaver is coming in at quarterback. Weaver this year has run the ball three times for 11 yards, and he's 0 for 2 passing. This is his second appearance at quarterback. Handoff off the left-hand side. And that went to Jared Geyser, I believe. Now check that. Let's see who that is. Looks like number 49. I don't have a 49 for the Bears. I'm guessing. Well, I, I hate to guess. That looked like number... I, Am I mistaken? Did that look like 49? It was a brand new uniform. I was going to say, it's pretty white, so I mean, yeah. yeah, it looks like 49. And he's right behind. That is 49. I have no idea who 49 is. Dropping back is Weaver. Weaver's going to throw it out into the flat, and it's intercepted and then dropped on the play by the cornerback of Smithville, Caleb Tilton. That wasn't a bad pass by Weaver, but he just was inaccurate on it. And it's third down and 12 yards to go. So I'm sorry, I have no idea who 49 is. Our roster does not have him on it. You know, Dave, beginning of the game, we talked about how Smithville beat uh, Akron North 72 to nothing. We didn't know how that could happen, but uh, we're sitting here at 61 to nothing, and I think they're kind of showing how that could happen. I think they absolutely are. 320 left to go in the ballgame. Clock running. Now Weaver moves 49 over. Handoff goes to 49, and he's going to be hit and driven back on the play by Tristan Stoll. Stoll, a senior, getting some playing time here tonight. So a loss of three yards on the play. And again, I apologize, but we have no idea who number 49 is. So it's fourth down, 14 yards to go, and Reber will come in to punt the ball away. And he'll punt the ball away from his own 36-yard line. Nobody back set to return for Smithville. And Reber, under a heavy rush, gets a nice punt away. It'll bounce inside Smithville territory, inside the 40, and go out of bounds at the 38-yard line. 28-yard punt on the play, but still, that was a great job by Reber to even get rid of it. Timeout on the field, 2.30 left to go in the game. Your score, Smithville 61, Waynedale nothing. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. Well, Riley Smucker still the quarterback for Smithville, and they hand the ball right up the middle to Gabe Leniger. Leniger, the brother of Michael Leniger, who played here last year. I remember him, and he was an excellent running back, gave his brother. Dave, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, we've experienced multiple, many, many games of the running clock, and I've seen it handled uh, probably six or seven different ways. Yeah, it's always different, isn't it? I mean, It is. Everybody's got their own advice as to how to run, do the running clock. We're an expert at it by this time. 
And the handoff goes right up the middle again to Leniker, and he's going to be hit at the 41-yard line for a gain of a yard. 1.15 to go in the ball game. Our postgame show is coming up next, and believe it or not, folks, probably not going to go over a lot of stats. We'll just go over some scores and wrap things up here from Smithville. Not going to be as bad as... Probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Last week, the the Rittman announcers were so upset at the fact that Rittman got beat, they signed off 20 seconds before the game ended. We're out of here. Goodbye. Fake a handoff, and that ball is fumbled at the snap, and Smithville picks it up, and they're going to lose a yard back to the 40-yard line. But it really doesn't matter. That could be the end of the ball game. We're under 30 seconds and running. 27-26, 27-26, the officials taking their time marking the ball. Now they put it ready for play, and Smithville won't even have to run another play. Brent Bazanson just says to his quarterback, Riley Smucker, let's just hold on and let the clock run out, and they will. So the Bears give up the most points that they have all season long, 61, and they lose it here tonight by a final score of Smithville 61, Waynedale nothing. Tim and I will be back with the postgame show coming up next, but your final score tonight, Smithville 61, the Waynedale Golden Bears, nothing. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Depths Den of Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, Troyer Roofing, the Spidell Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster, Yoder Builders of Orville, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, the Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction, Murphy's Promotions, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, and the Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.